Here's what you need to know. Lakers forward Anthony Davis still considered a game-time decision for tonight's Game 6 against the Suns. Suns are up 3-2 in the series. Davis missed Game 5 because of his strained groin. Tip-off is at 10.30 Eastern time. Coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern time, the Nuggets and Blazers play their Game 6 in Portland. Denver's up 3-2 in that best-of-seven series. A report from Mass Live says the Celtics will look to trade guard Kemba Walker this offseason. Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski making it official that this upcoming season will be his last. My opportunities were followed with belief. The best. The very best. And we started all of this. In golf, Colin Morikawa leads the first round at the Memorial at six under par. Rain in storms delaying play. They're going to resume it at the bottom of the hour. Race top the Yankees today 9-2. Braves over the Nationals 5-1. Red Sox won in Houston against the Astros 5-1. I'm Dan Byer. Stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvis. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I don't know. I have you on. Hold on, let's see. I hear Cody. I hear AJ. I hear me. No, I can't nope. hear you. No. That's this mic was the one that's broken. What happened to yours? I didn't touch it. All right. Well. <laughs> all right. For all those wondering, I'll provide color commentary. Apparently, Cody has not touched a button. I pushed the right button. All right, let's see. All right, check, check, one, two, Ajay. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I mean, this is my favorite intro besides the one time where you guys were five minutes late and Cody carried the show by himself. Oh, man. Oh, dude, we are just sitting over there shooting the breeze. What a legendary. Hanging out. Legendary show. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, it's 406. My dreams came That was true. hilarious. We were talking about Eric's kid getting ejected from Little That's League. right. That's right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Welcome to the Full Court Press. Always an adventure, even at the beginning. Every and time. Let's, produ- just, let's just make I, a vow. I love how you're like, your mic's li- not working. Well, I'm like, well, it's not turned on. <laughs> I add an X factor. I like to, you know, like throw you a curveball every I once in a while. Sure as heck say so. Uh, AJ Knight, Amaje Salveson, Cody Olson here. AJ, thanks for joining us. Dude, you have the longest days yep. when you join our show. And that's why I always feel bad about asking you to join our show because I'm like, He's already been here for nine hours. But I love to do it. I don't you feel love bad. it. You don't feel bad? Nope. <laughs> Get over here, AJ. I don't <laughs> feel bad. Be a man. Good thing I like Cody. Yeah, right. Gilmore, your text line's open for you guys at 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. Gilmore has access to all loan products that could tailor the perfect loan to you. Regardless of whether you are a first-time home buyer, investor, new construction, or a seasoned home buyer, Gil Mortgage and Kerry Nilton will ensure your loan is correct and closes on time. Call them at 435-294-2480. Our number to text in, 435-339-0321. It is open for you to be a part of the show. Always love hearing from our wonderful listeners. Um, got a lot to get to. to- oh, screw you. <laughs> Just shove it. Oh, my. Shut it. 
Hey, you know, did you ever ask your listeners out of curiosity where they had Utah in their brackets? No. Because Cody and I did that for the podcast. So I have them in the finals, I think. Cody had them losing in the Western Conference finals. I had them losing in the Western Conference finals, too. To Phoenix. Now they're in the second round. 3390321. Where did you have uh, the Jazz going in your bracket? That's a good question. Where did you have the Jazz going in your bracket? Who are they losing to? And would you change your mind now? That's fair. That's a fair point. So, where did you have them going before the Maybe series started? And would you change your mind now? Four three five, three three nine zero three two one. That's a great way to get this show started here. Utah Jazz, congratulations to them. They move on to the second round. They get the winner of the dogfight between the Clippers and the Mavericks. That's a three-two series in favor of the Mavericks, thanks to Luka Doncic, who scored or who. Scored or assisted on 31 of 37 possessions for the Mavericks. That's Mavericks ridiculous. win that game. They'll go to a game six tomorrow night. And if, if there is a game seven, it's on Sunday. If there's not a game seven, they play the Jazz on Sunday. Uh, uh, we don't know what time yet. We're still waiting to hear from that. And we don't know what station yet as well. By the way, the whole NBA TV blackout thing really annoys me. Yeah, so I have YouTube TV. And for whatever reason, so last night NBA TV had Washington and Philly. And it had the Jazz and uh, the Jazz in, in Memphis. And so I got to watch the travesty that was that first Eastern Conference series that nobody cares about. <laughs> and then I didn't get to watch the Jazz. It made no, I mean, it wasn't a game anyway, but it was really annoying. Yeah, uh, it, it, it bugs me too. 9463, RJ, you can't claim you had the Jazz in the Western Conference Finals, homie. Three weeks before the season ended, you were convinced they missed the playoffs. Closet Nuggets fan. <laughs> okay. No. Don't, don't time out. I said they would be in the playoffs. Now, before the season, I said they were going to be an 8 or a 7 seed. Midway through the season, I said they'd be a 4 or 5 seed. And at the end of the season, I still thought they were going to be a 4 or 5 seed. <laughs> but, okay. I, I No. When the playoffs started, or just as they were about to start, I had them in the Western Conference Finals. Would I change my mind now? No. I still think the Suns would get him. Ajay has the Jazz being swept by the Suns. I did in not the say Conference swept. Finals. Six games. Oop. Six games. Two zero eight three. Hey boys, it's Rex. I put a hundred down on the Jazz before the season started, and it's a thirty six to one payout. Go Jazz! <laughs> wow. Good news, Rex. Hey, can you help me, uh, Congrats, Mr. Gambling Expert yourself? Okay, so what does that mean? Thirty six to one. That means for every dollar you bet, if you win your bet, you'll win thirty six. Yep. So he bet $100, he'd win $3,600 if the Jazz won the championship. Yep. Okay, I think I get you. Yep. I mean, good news, Rex. Both LA teams were title contenders. Both were picked to go far. Both are going to be out in six games. (laughs) Jeez. Look at you there. So you got a pessimistic Jazz fan. You got a guy who just flat out hates the Jazz more than Dylan Brooks does. And you you got a true Jazz fan over here who's sincere... About when he talks about the Jazz. So this ought to go well today. So I can only Ooh. assume that you. you're the... Me. Ajay's the pessimistic Jazz fan. You you're, hate the Jazz. I don't hate the yes, Jazz. Yes, you do. You hate the Jazz. Do you not remember something? <laughs> admit, yeah. admit, admit it. Admit it. Right admit here, right, it. Here, right now. Man, right you now, hate the Jazz. You hate the Jazz. Jazz fan hater says, what? <laughs> got him. <laughs> Freaking got him. All right, everyone get your stones ready. <laughs> oh, 
Jeez, here we okay, go. Okay, no, remind me. I remember what when I said what? Yeah, remember when we were sort of talking about the Jazz and you made fun of the uh, Jazz and when they lost the NBA Finals on the shot to Michael Jordan and the Bulls? Well, that's not fair. I'm a Bulls fan. No, I don't care. You still hate the Jazz because no Jazz <laughs> person who hates it, who doesn't hate the Jazz would bring up that memory. You see Boston Red Sox fans being like, hey, remember Bill Buckner? Yes, yes, I do. No, yes. you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Hey, look, first of all, let's be honest. Michael Jordan, greatest of all time. Second of all, as a Bulls fan... Besides the like shooting star season and a half we got out of Derrick Rose, there's not been a whole lot to cheer for. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? You deserve it. I don't get. feel bad for you. I gotta, like non-Patriot fans, don't feel bad for me about what we went through last season. Oh my Nobody gosh. feels bad for you. Oh my gosh. Nobody. I tell you, I what, don't have a winning like. I don't have anything to lean on. Any of my fans. I'll pick better teams. Wait, yeah. What are your teams? Uh, Give me the six major sports. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what are six? I'm a the three major. The three major or the four major leagues: NHL, MLB, football, and basketball. Yeah, yeah. And then two college basketball. College oh, football. okay, okay, yeah. Give us your teams. Six major sports. Uh, I am. <laughs> Jordan did not push off. All right, seven, seven, That's eight. it. You watch your language. That's it. You watch your language. Look, in this I house. watched the last dance. He was stumbling already. Oh yeah, because Shut you really thought really well. Shut in the last up, dance. <laughs> honestly, oh, dude. You make me sick. Who invited I you? I am. Uh, I'm a jazz fan. Right. Okay, so you are a jazz fan. What? Yeah, I'm a. I'm not like a. You know, oh, like a what? No, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say here. I, don't know, I like the Jazz. I yeah. like the Jazz. One. All right, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. Oh, that's right. That's terrible. Yeah, it, it, I already don't <laughs> yeah, like this right. kid. We Hurts. had this conversation. <laughs> Hurts a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thus far, wait, he just whined about not being part of a good franchise. Like the Green Bay Packers are one <laughs> of the diamond standards in the NFL. Listen, wait, we don't have a diamond any... standard in the NFL. Listen, in terms of like professionalism have... and general success, yeah, uh, general success. I don't want general success. Would I you want a Super a Bowl? Fan? I want a Super I'm Bowl. A Bears fan. We got <laughs> one year. Well, that sucks for you. Well, the well, the Packers fans have one year since 1967. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Actually, no, two. Sorry, I apologize. Two. Wrong. Three? Look, any any team? Look, I'm from Indiana. What do you shake your head at? You had Pittsburgh. You beat Pittsburgh, and you beat New England in '97. You haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but you, you said '63. I thought you were. You said '63. I said '67. You know the year that I said we lost John F. Kennedy, dude. That guy. That's how long ago you thought we won a Super Bowl? I'm offended. No, no. Anyways, uh, go. Yeah, you finish. You finish. No, no. There's no, no more for me to add. Him finish. I'm yeah. a Jazz fan and a Packers fan, and an Aggie fan. What greater burden is there to bear in the world <laughs> than those three? Okay, I'm going to be honest. You I'm not a suck at picking fandoms. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> at least no, I remember okay. the story I was going to tell. The reason why I'm never going to give any sympathy Packers, what's the hardest position to figure out in the NFL? And a uh, quarterback. A franchise quarterback. We have been greatly blessed. They went. They had Bart Starr. They went from Ro- They went from Favre to Rodgers, right? Yes. So I'm from Indiana, so I'm not a Colts fan, but I live in Colts territory. I love how you skipped everything between Bart Starr and Brett Favre. We don't like to talk about that anyway. <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay, players. <laughs> No, you should have heard Colts fans the year that Peyton Manning didn't play. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, the whining. Man, where this is unfair, blah, blah, blah. They get Andrew freaking Locke, and they're like, we deserve this. We never have any luck. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Hey, I did the same. I may or may not have pulled the same move when Brady left. We got Cam Newton. I was like, we never get any luck. Now Julian Edelman's like, you know what? Cam Newton's so bad. He sucks so bad I'm quitting. He quit the football because Cam Newton's so bad. I don't think it was Cam Newton's I'm fault. pretty sure. Meanwhile, because you know what? In two years, Brady's going to be like, hey, I'm looking for a uh, 10 Super Bowl. You want to come hang out? Yeah, I'm good to go. Let's play, baby. Meanwhile, baby. meanwhile, all the Chicago Bears passing records are held by Jay Cutler. 
Oh, gosh. Exactly. Oh, what about Jim McMahon? He was great. He just didn't play long enough. No, I, I, Jay Cutler was the greatest Packers player. Like, Oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> I'm not going to do that with you. <laughs> Dude, that's a low blow. 2776. Only thing RJ loves more than the Patriots <laughs> is whatever team Zach Wilson is playing for. You know, 2776. <laughs> oh, man. I'm good to you. Dude, it's, oh yeah, oh, by the way, 2776 is also the diehard AJ Knight fan, so this explains uh, everything right person. now. Smart Explains person. everything. It's Big unfortunate brain. for you then that Zach Wilson's going to be a bust. Yeah, you would know how. Well, one. One. He didn't play anybody this year, so he was overdrafted. Two, let's be honest, it's the Jets. Wait, hey, new coach? Who's going to have more success, three, Jordan Love or Zach Wilson in three. the long haul? Hold on, no, I In the long point. haul? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Three. Why I'm asking. It's you. the Jets. <laughs> it's the Jets, baby. So Rex, so hold on. Rexy Sexy put down $100 on a 36 to 1 payout. You think he wins it? I hope so. Or else he's going to be I mean, selling the mortgage. Let's, let's see what happens with the Clippers and Lakers. Uh, AJ doesn't like the matchup with the Suns, but I mean, the Western Conference is kind of unfolding in a nice way. Uh, that's what I'm saying, dude. We're actually that a little bit more. That's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, by the way, the Boston Celtics situation. Is is getting more weird and weird. Check mark for AJ by the day. Yeah, that might have been a win for AJ. Brad well, Stevens was supposedly tuned out the team, tuned out the franchise, and the players were like, "Well, if you don't care about us, we don't care about you." It's one of those fights. And now that guy's a GM. Which, by the way, was only because he. So makes is that way what you do? Money. Is is you suck at your job so bad that you can get a promotion? That's what I should. I, that's what I should do. I should yeah. suck at this job so bad. I'm mad jealous. So honestly, I can be can like the program I director. Andre was already there. Oh. <laughs> Wait. I, what? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I, I, say it, you moldy corn dog. I don't have anything to say. Can we just can we just touch on Colin Cowherd again? Yes, on yesterday. So he was talking yeah. about uh, Danny Ainge didn't fail. They had high expectations and they made three. Dude, straight you got to quit listening finals. to Colin. Colin is like he failed. He failed. They're supposed to win championships in Boston, and they didn't. He had the draft capital to do so, and he didn't. He watched Kawhi Leonard get traded into his conference. They won a championship. He watched Anthony Davis get traded. That team won a championship. How good was that? Okay, but you know what? You don't give enough credit to him for doing what he did of getting Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce together. Okay, Cody, please help me out here. No, Danny don't. Gets no, no Cody credit doesn't for care. Kevin Garnett. Cody doesn't even have a basketball team. Kevin McHale went, I have a basketball team. Here you team. go, buddy. Hey, stop. Here's Kevin Garnett. <laughs> So, okay, so Ainge put that together. Give him some credit. I would have made that deal in my sleep. I could have been hammered, blackout drunk. I would have made that trade. I don't think you're allowed to say that on air. Danny Ainge probably was at that moment. He's like, that's the trade they're offering? If the boss is listening right now, we're all getting cut off air, and the Ridgeline head soccer coach is going to be hosting the rest of the show. I'm sure he would have tested <laughs> I don't that think Kevin we, Well, I don't think he wants that. Ainge. I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think he wants that. I think the people want it. The people want Give the Ridgeline people soccer. what they want. Give the people what they need. Danny Ainge was a failure as a general manager. That's crazy. Dude, that's... That's just not true. It's just facts. Okay, Brad Stevens was a crappy coach. I'm going to give you that one. I'll, I'll give you that one. It's not Dan. Danny Ainge fleeced to get Kyrie Irving here. Kyrie Irving got traded or was gone because, A, Kyrie Irving's not mentally stable, and, B, That's factual. Brad Stevens <laughs> just out-dumbed like, himself and made everybody on the court Dumbed dumb. himself. <laughs> 7452, please have the boss cut all of you off. This show is so stupid. Rude. 
Okay, well, why don't you go listen to a different show, there, buddy? Okay, there's, now there's seven, a lot of Salt Lake shows you can listen to. Seven four. Like five, okay, stop. Jeez, it. no, you don't. You don't. Offer no, he's up taking pot shots. You got to offer up solutions. You got to offer up solutions. Yeah, what's there. your solution there, huh? Seven four five two. Danny Ainge was a failure as a general manager. He let Gordon Hayward go for nothing when he could have gotten something out of the Pacers. He gave Kimba Walker a bunch of money, even though he had bad knees. That's why are you listening to, to us? Seven four five. You hate the show so bad, <laughs> like. We have other stations. Like, AJ's the co-host of 94.5 <laughs> VFX. They play some of the hottest music in today's genre. Yeah. My, my man, Straight Jay bangers. Will, over there is, do, you know, putting down some nice uh, tunes on the uh, his dulce tones Lance. for the people. Yeah. It's worth noting, though, that we beat them to that mayoral interview yesterday. Yeah, we did. We beat four Yeah, we did. We're ahead of our time. Yeah. Really. But geniuses are never appreciated in their time. That's so true. Lions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if we weren't hate, if we weren't hated, we wouldn't be doing a good job. Right? It's one of my least favorite phrases. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> you probably use that all the time when you're I, on the court, huh? They I hate us. When I went to court. All right, so to help 7452 have a better day, we're gonna actually take a break and then we're gonna help them have a better day by. Oh, Jay's gonna hit me now because of that text message. No. Thanks a lot, 7452. Jeez. <laughs> we got the Ridge Lane Boys soccer coach yeah, coming up. They just won a state championship. But it was significant because the girls did the exact same thing in soccer. We're going to talk about their incredible run, being an 11 seed, an 11 seed, and winning it all. And uh, what that process, I mean, what the tournament was like for them, how exhausting it was, and what it all coming down to winning a state championship. And uh, just, I don't know, the, what was I going to say? AJ, help me out here. I need my words. <laughs> I got, I'm, I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's just go to break. 7452 is going to turn us off. Oh, no. Do you have a son or daughter who's in high school or maybe they're attending a university, college, or trade school? What if they decided to start a business right here in Cache Valley? Wouldn't that be cool? Would you shop at their business or use their services? <laughs> You'd probably tell everyone you know to shop there. Hey, you might even wear a sandwich board or tattoo their business logo on your forehead. Did you know when you and your family shop at locally owned businesses... Every dollar you spend returns an average of 300% more money to our community compared to just 13.6% for big chains or next to zero if you shop those companies online. Shopping locally creates jobs for you, your neighbor, your family, and it creates tax revenue for our community, parks, police, roads. But don't wait for your son or daughter to start a business. Support local business today. And when your son or daughter opens their business, we'll support them too. See how you can help at CashValleyMediaGroup.com. The Elements Lunch Menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch that include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni, or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more. Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout. Casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. 
interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, 106 on FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, 106 on the fan.com, the stupidest show <laughs> oh, gosh. on air. Hey, we got some people caught. We got our back. Thanks. 9463 said uh, 7452's text was uncalled for. The show is great. Sure, I got into the show because my radio <laughs> dial got stuck. Gosh dang it. <laughs> my radio you guys dial truly got... have evolved into two of <laughs> my best friends. <laughs> Oh, and I guess Ajay's pretty cool, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. That deserves the gold star of best text today. That was a good one. 2776, you're now my best friend. No, we're done talking. Uh, <laughs> Cody, you got you got our next guest. Why don't you introduce him for us? Yeah, uh, on the show here, we have Coach Buchanan, uh, coach of the Ridgeline Boys soccer team, state champ, and I am very excited, honored to have him on. Uh, and we are so excited to kind of talk to him a little bit about Ridgeline success, what kind of went down, Get the inside scoop. Maybe tease him a little bit. No, of course not. <laughs> but we're ready for it. Well, that's great. Now he's not coming back. That's no, a it's nice a one-time show. deal anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> Coach, how are you? Thank you so much. Good afternoon. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. How's the, uh, I mean, you guys had your, uh, you had the championship parade. Uh, you had the whole, you know, the, the shindig. Has it all kind of settled in that you, what you guys did set, made history in 4A state soccer? I, I think it's settled in, but it still doesn't seem quite real, uh, the feat that these guys accomplished this year. It, what's harder, being an 11 seed and coming back to winning a state championship or beating Mountain Crest, not once, not twice, but three times, all by one goal? I, uh, Mountain Crest is a great battle. I love those guys. I love the coaching staff. Uh, but, but it's always a very close game. And so each of those games that we played in region, we split. And they were very competitive. It led to a very, very intense uh, semifinal match, where again it was decided in the last minutes. Yeah. By, by one goal. How can you tell me the intensity of playing a rival, being Mountain Crest from your own region in a state? I think it was a state semifinal, if I'm not correct, or if I'm correct. Yeah, that's uh, right. Just the intensity and the emotion that goes into it. I, I, do you have to calm your kids' emotions when you go into a game like that, or during the game? Uh, talk about that. That's one of the biggest things in playoffs that's uh, hard to control, how to teach. Um, but these guys did a fantastic job this year. Uh, I think they made some great strides mentally, uh, and they peaked at the right time. And I think everything came together uh, perfectly for these guys that had been leading the team uh, as player coaches uh, for four years. What clicked for you guys? Because you're an 11 seed going into the state tournament. What was the message to your players uh, as you got ready for round one? So round one, we um, it, basically it doesn't matter about the seeding. And that's from the coaching side, it's easy to prepare no matter what the seeding is. Uh, you just look at the opponent and you study and you prepare your own team relative to what you think the other opponent's going to do. But you prepare your own game plan and what you want the players to do is only focus on what their job is. And so a lot of times... Uh, 
with social media especially and the environment and the ages, it's easy to get wrapped up into seeding. We're playing a tougher team just because they're seeded higher. Uh, so I think these guys were prepared. And that, that first game at Crimson, it was an away game. We did some things specifically. We traveled down the day before to try to get them to relax and acclimate. And they responded. It was a, it was a great game. Crimson, for the first uh, fourth or third of their season in Region 9, were undefeated and led their region. Uh, so it was a very competitive team. And they, it proved to be a great game. I think we, we scored and went up one nothing with seven minutes left. And they came back with what I, what I consider a mountain crest-style return. With uh, less than a minute left, they scored on us to tie the game. Wow. We went into two overtimes and then PKs. Well, tell me about the leadership on this team as well. You guys are uh, – you had, a, I think – I don't know. I can't remember how many seniors you have. But just the leadership on this team – to keep everybody within focus and mentally tough uh, in, in a just a tough stretch when you go. Like being 11 seed is tough enough, but going through a grueling stretch with some great games and some tough teams in front of you, just the leadership you guys had on that squad. So the leadership is uh, it's an integral part of our success and what we, what we focus on as a program. Uh, so we start the year before when they're juniors. At the end of that year, we start our senior leadership uh, council and we start planning for the next year. And this, this group specifically, there are seven of them uh, that actually uh, made it through the tryouts, that came to tryouts. Initially, four years ago, I think we had close to 20 in that group. Uh, so the, the seven that we had left uh, started over a year ago planning and uh, strategizing what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it. So they were definitely uh, the, the style of leadership that you want. They led a lot of conversations together. They, they talked amongst themselves. They came to the coaches, uh, presented ideas and strategies, and then we collaborated with them. Jackson Holt in uh, 20, set, or, I mean, 20 games had seven goals, which was impressive. Uh, tell me about Jackson's play and, and how I was able to lead you guys. Uh, it, Jackson was an in, integral part of our defense, and we play a very attacking style soccer. And so even our defenders get up on the attack. Uh, so our wing defenders uh, are critical for supporting the other players in the attack as well as being uh, attackers and goal scorers themselves. Did you at some point have a feeling that this team could win it all? And if so, like when was that? Like, hey, we really do have a chance to win this whole thing. Did you ever have that feeling and when did it occur? Yeah, so, that, so mentally I knew that they had the ability to do it uh, quite a while ago, going into last season. Uh, the season was actually canceled after four games, so we didn't get a chance to prove that team out and get prepared for this year. Uh, but, but they did a fantastic job with resiliency. And no matter what the results were from the, the day before or the previous game, they came back to win. And I think that played a big part in the entire process. I remember specifically the point that I knew it uh, and felt it but didn't talk about it. Uh, I'm a little bit superstitious that way. I, don't, <laughs> I, I never want to jinx anything by predicting the future. Um, but I remember we had a really rough uh, couple of games at spring break, and it was the fourth and fifth game. It was with the wrap-up games from the first round of region. Uh, we played Green Canyon, and we lost at home 2-0, to zero, which 2-0 to zero is, a, is okay for a loss. Uh, even though I'm very competitive, I'm okay with learning game to game, and, and with an occasional loss, it comes with what we do. Uh, but the, in that game, they played – 
at about 20% their level, and I attributed it to uh, a little bit of lack of discipline over spring break, wanting to enjoy the time. Uh, we unfortunately got everybody in the region got scheduled for two games over spring break, and so we all had uh, equal opportunity for success and for failure that week, and we, we had a really tough week as a team. Uh, so after that Wednesday 2-0 to zero loss against Green Canyon, I uh, gave the boys the day off on Thursday, and they actually got together as a team. The captains and the leadership pulled together. They had their own practice. Really? And uh, I think that speaks highly of them and, and their motivation and their drive for success. Um, but I knew they needed maybe a little time away from coach as well. <laughs> so we, on that Friday, two days after the Green Canyon loss, we went to Bear River. And uh, I don't want to downplay Bear River's ability, uh, but – Compared to other games and, and results that they had this season, uh, we should have performed better at their field. So we played them away, and uh, within 90 seconds of starting that game, we, we made a, a couple of honest mistakes in front of our own goal, and they scored on us, which, again, is not a big deal. Uh, we rebounded before from, from being down. Uh, but it took until 90 seconds left in the game to equalize, just to go into overtime with them. Wow. So, and again, it took another 18 minutes in double overtime uh, to, for us to get that win. So that was really, it was a tough week. But I remember the following week, um, I spent a lot of time talking with coaches over the weekend at that time, and uh, we made some strategic changes uh, from the coaching side, from our approach, things that we were doing uh, to – open up opportunities for players to open up. And so uh, I have a really, really great staff. There's three of us that coach on the girls' side as well as the boys' side. Uh, and the assistants that we have are – they could be head coaches. And so their contribution by putting them in front of the, the players for training, for uh, instruction, and just observing for a little while, I think that opened up uh, not only the abilities of the coaches – and the influence that they have, but also for the players to relax and focus. You talk about after that Bear River game, uh, you guys won two to one. You then smack Logan six to nothing, and then two days later, you got, you got another showdown with uh, Mountain Crest. You beat them one to nothing at Mountain Crest. And I don't mean any disrespect to Logan, but being able to win like that and have a six nothing win, how much confidence did that give you guys going into the Mountain Crest showdown? So I think that gave them a lot of confidence. What we're looking for uh, from the team is how they look on the field, how they're connecting. Uh, the goals are, are, are a byproduct of what they were doing, but what we saw as, as a, a team performing on the field together, the, we saw a chemistry that was forming, and that was, that was critical. Your guys' preseason schedule is nuts. Uh, Viewmont, Provo, Syracuse, American Fork, Orem, and Lone Peak. Lone Peak, you lost in a shootout. Uh, Ridgeline, uh, or I mean the Orm game, you uh, beat them four to three. You beat American Fork at American Fork one nothing. Uh, you barely lose to Syracuse one nothing. Like just a preseason schedule. It seems like coach, you set it up to be competitive to play the very best to get you ready for region. Would that be correct? You said it absolutely perfectly. So we we set up preseason knowing that we're going to play high level teams. We want the biggest competition. Uh, we don't want any false confidence early in the season. I think that's detrimental when you get into region play because of the added component of playing friends and people that you know. Uh, so we do set up a very, very competitive season, preseason, 
uh, with both the girls. Uh, Mark Turrison is the girls' head coach. Uh, but we have the same concept. We play 5A and 6A teams, and we That's play awesome. good ones in those classes. That's awesome. 9463 texted into the show and says, Coach, congrats on a great season. How would you explain how Ridgeline has taken off so quickly as an athletic program, and more specifically as a soccer program, in a brand-new high school? It feels like every year they're winning multiple state titles. Hard to believe that they've only been a school for five or so years. I, I think a lot of it comes from, I know that there's definitely a rivalry uh, with the South End, uh, but, but a lot of these teams came from that success, from the, the South End success. Hey, you're a popular He's guy a popular right guy. now. <laughs> man, <laughs> phone calls. Is that your agent too? He's probably hitting you up. Like, probably. Hey, I got another <laughs> offer, man. Here we go again. Uh, no, that's it. Again, I mean, for you guys, you talk about the girls' soccer program. I don't want to leave them out of this conversation. How amazing is that that the boys and girls win a state soccer championship in the same year? Uh, how proud does that make you to be be a part of the soccer program and where Ridgeline is now? Oh, it's fantastic. We we do this uh, because we have a passion for it. Every coach that coaches does it for uh, about the same reason. They they want to contribute. They want to develop. Uh, these young people, and uh, when they respond and when they're prepared, I will say on the on the girls' side, there's there's a lot more avenues for high level competition, based on the D1 or college opportunities uh, for girls, and so I think inherently uh, the youth system is set up for them to have more opportunity, uh, so they come in uh, very very prepared. There's a, there's a high level of competition there. What was it like for you guys to play at Rio Tinto Stadium in the state championship? How cool is that? Uh, it's fantastic. And I'll, I'll tell you, referring back to the girls, I don't want to detract from the boys because no, they, they accomplished a, a great feat this year. But uh, two years ago, we went there for the first time with uh, the girls program, and we lost to Ogden 2-1. to one. And uh, being there in that environment, I think a lot of it took, uh, took focus off of what we were there to do. Mm. Uh, just the – the environment, it's a huge stadium. It's a, it's a much wider field. Uh, it's close to 15 yards wider. And so it, the whole experience is bigger. Sure. And so when they showed up again a year later, they won 3-2 to two over Ogden this year uh, and won the championship. But being there felt more like business. It felt like uh, we had been there before. And so showing up with the boys was a new experience for them. But for the coaching staff, it was very much the same. It was uh, I hate to use the term business as usual, but yeah, uh, it felt more natural being there. That's awesome. What uh, I, I got to be careful how I ask this question, but what players have stood out to you, both in girls and in boys soccer, that underclassmen that have a bright future ahead? Oh, picking out uh, individuals. I know on the girls' side, we've had uh, several uh, college players mm. uh, that have gone on to actually be freshman contributors, freshman starters. And so I, I know I'm going to leave somebody out if I start naming names. No, no, yeah, I understand. Ajay likes to put coaches on the spot do. to do that. I do. It, it worked with Mountcrest, but it probably wasn't the smartest I think I did, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, but, no, uh, speaking of which, what does the future of Ridgeline girls and boys soccer look like coming up next year? So I, I think because of what we do in the off season and in the preseason, we open up. When we came in four years ago, we wanted to create a full, complete program. And so we mimic uh, a lot of what – uh, the time and the effort and the uh, the expectations that football programs put in. So uh, we just finished the boys' season, and next week we'll we'll open up opportunities for all summer, twice a week, 
uh, for pickup games and, and opportunities to, awesome. to train together just to have some fun. Uh, but we do it again in, uh, for strength and conditioning in the fall, and then we have uh, January, February preseason preparation. Coach Dale Buchanan, head uh, boys Ridgeline soccer coach and state champion this year, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Cody, uh, this is your guest. You got any questions for him? <laughs> Maybe for off air. Like, <laughs> okay, well in that case, let's not do it. No, hey, I, I, go ahead. No, I'm just, I just, uh, I just wanted to say um, to Coach, um, what I think nine four six three kind of touched up on it a little bit, and I, I guess for you, um, what kind of things have gone into Ridgeline specifically? Um, that has helped them n- propel and be competitive so quickly, not just in soccer, but maybe in, in other sports as well. Maybe something that you've seen maybe from cross-sport athletes or something like that. Yeah. First of all, I'll say that multi-sport athletes are the best style of athlete. They get uh, better overall uh, performance uh, when they go from sport to sport. But other than that, uh, Ridgeline has an outstanding coaching culture. Uh, coaches are very supportive of one another. Uh, a lot of us cross over into, even in the wintertime, soccer is using the basketball courts. And so uh, they're very generous uh, with facilities and uh, very supportive. We have a lot of coaches showing up to our games. Uh, we go to a lot of the other games to support them. And so I think the coaching culture in general at Ridgeline is is very, very good. That's and awesome. it, a lot of it is performance-based. That's awesome. Uh, I have one more question. By all means. Um, and, you know, I know that, Coach, you've coached, Little kids. I, I I know you had like a stud soccer player like when we were younger and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, a, a real about hunter. A real yeah. I'm actually yeah. talking about hunter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess just for you, just what do you find as the most rewarding part of coaching, as I, as a as a coach? I, I think in general, if I were to generalize it, it, it would be seeing people develop, seeing people grow, and it doesn't matter if it's a six year old learning new things or being at involved with sports and learning how they how the uh, competition works and, and the benefits of it um, or up to the very very competitive uh, upper teenage level uh, high school is a completely different experience overall than uh, than the club soccer experience uh, our goal is, was to try to uh, enhance and increase the opportunities and the when they go back to their club coach at the end of our season, we want their coach to be impressed that they're better. Uh, we didn't want a uh, anybody to devolve right. while playing high school soccer. We wanted other coaches to encourage their kids to come out and play high school. Awesome. Coach, awesome. The, the, the theory from a lot of people outside of Cache Valley is that they can't compete in high school sports, yet Northern Utah and Region 11 continues to be the cream of the crop in the 4A state tournament. What can you tell everybody about Region 11 or more specifically Cache Valley in regards of soccer talent from, I guess, just pre-high school to now high school athletes coming up in the game? Like, How bright is that future for the whole entire Valley? I think it's always bright. I think they get overlooked uh, even from young ages in club soccer. Uh, they're, they're kind of overlooked coming up. Uh, but there is a great deal of involvement with parents, with coaches, good level coaches here and so soccer in the valley has really evolved uh, tremendously in the last 10 to 15 years so it creates better prepared athletes when they come in uh, i think in the valley also adding a third team finally uh, a couple of years ago made a huge difference because 
while the sophomore team, is, that's that third level that we call it. So we have sure. sophomore teams, JV teams, and the varsity. Uh, the, the younger two teams are for development, and we have lots of opportunities for them. But they usually consist of 18 to 20 individuals that would not have the opportunity if we only had the JV and the, and the varsity team. So opening that up, I think, has really improved the program overall. Uh, Coach, final question, uh, and this is really important. Uh, I know you're not about ranking guys, but I do have to know if if me and AJ and Cody were on the soccer team, where would you place us? And I just want to remind you that I was a former state play, uh, state soccer player. You can't even say and it. I was a, and I was a forward. Um, I didn't score a lot, but I definitely was a huge – they double-team me all the time. There's no way that's true. So, I, there's no way. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's true. You guys wouldn't know. He never came to my game. games. He Hold didn't on, support don't me. Worry. I'm going to fact-check Okay, you. so worry. anyways, Coach, uh, and, I, and I didn't say for high school. I said for like pre-state like was it state team, summer games. Anyways, Coach, where would you put us <laughs> in positions on the field to help your team win a state championship? What would be the most effective thing? I would put you on the coaching staff right next to us. I think you meant player, right? <laughs> Wait, where would you put? Where would you put AJ then, dude? AJ's like the rock. AJ's goalie. AJ's he, he's rock. Goldberg. I played defense and goalie as a kid. He looks like Goldberg. I will say this: we have a very versatile system. We move players around a lot. There's a there's several players that played uh, in the attack and defensively this year. Don't, uh, don't. so we can stick in and. <laughs> we find a place success. for you, Cody. Don't, don't worry. Sure don't worry, AJ. You'll get your a, ten plays. You'll get not, your ten minutes. Do not don't cross the it. half the half line. <laughs> Hey, you cannot go over half field. Hey. Hey, Coach, uh, appreciate you so dearly. Thank you, and congratulations to all your success, to you and your uh, the, to the program, both girls and boys. How I mean, it's just awesome. Uh, do you guys have any camps coming up in the summer? Are you guys going to be doing any soccer camps for little kids at all? We don't do any uh, younger camps. Okay. Uh, we're looking at that for the future. But, awesome. Uh, we do open up the opportunities for anybody coming in that's interested who's going to be a freshman. Great. To join, and uh, we have girls and – we have girls uh, preseason – happening starting next week and then uh, we open it up for the boys to just come have some fun and hang out coach thank you so much for your time congratulations best wishes thank you very much thanks Appreciate coach you. big thanks to coach dale buchanan again head uh, boy soccer coach and now for a state champion just like the girls were oh yeah uh grateful to have him join us that was a that was an awesome interview we're gonna take a break coming back we'll have more of the full court press on 106.9 the fan Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. The health insurance marketplace has reopened. This special enrollment period is available to everyone. If you have been adversely affected by COVID, lost coverage, need to make a change, or simply want to enroll, now is the time we can help. Call 752-9493 to find out how much you could save. More tax credits are being offered. Greater cost sharing and coverage could start as soon as the first. Go to lssins.com or call 752 752- 9493 This he put on the download here is the Dan Patrick show. I think that they should do weight division. Like boxing, heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division, you'd be hard pressed to find somebody probably in the world faster than DK Metcalf at that at that song. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We think it's time for a little fun. This year we want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring in your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted from June 1st to June 12th. Voting on the ugliest tie will begin online June 13th to 19th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 20th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. I don't like this at all for Browns. Like if I'm the Browns, I want the Texans first game this season. If I'm the Browns, I want the Broncos. I want the Giants. Like to me, that's what I, I want a game that I'm just better than the other team and maybe get a road win out of it and get in, get out, and start out one and up. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, ah. 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, AJ Knight, Cody Hilton, I'm Ajay Salveston. Thanks for joining us on 1069thefan.com. Whether you're 7452 having a rough day or 2776 getting pulled over for texting. By the way, you need to finish the rest of your text because he said, he's overpaid. I show love to BYU way too often. My fandom is suspect. I have a bad voice. My takes are awful. But at least he... Maybe the cop's a fan of yours. Yeah, maybe the cop would. You know what? Hey, you know what? Do you know how you get out of that ticket? Hey, I'm sorry. I was listening to the full court press on Windows 6 on the fan. I know you know what you're talking about. I I was just listening to Ajay, and he just sucks. Well, that show with Cody on it, right? Cody the intern? Hashtag turn on Cody's mic. (laughs) No. Everyone knows. I know that. Hey, by the way, uh, I'll read the card addict text, by the way. Uh, It says I beg to differ that kids are more prepared going to play high school sports. My sixth grade daughter is forced to play four-on-four fake soccer or try out and not make the competition teams. There's no middle ground anymore. And now, I, I haven't tried out for a team in years, so I don't know what it's like anymore. Um, I don't know how it would be, I mean, what if, if four-on-four would help or not. Like, AAU ball, I think, is a disease, too. I'm not a big fan of the AAU stuff. Um, I mean, and, that's, and some of my players have said the same thing, too. Yeah. They, they, they think it's a problem. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the feedback you hear from it is that it's it's just such a problem because you have these players that get so entitled, and then there's yeah. not really any coaching that that really happens in terms. Well, of there's no basketball games. that's being played. It's yeah. just a one-on-one show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but uh, again, big thanks to Coach Dale Buchanan. That was great to have him on. And congratulations to all of Ridgeline High School for the uh, in the soccer program for all their success. That's that's awesome to have, and that's awesome to see. Um, by that's the w- funny. I was just telling my dad was asking me about sports because he listens to me when I do the like play-by-play for stuff, and he was asking me about the season because obviously we do basketball, and then we're off for the rest until football starts back up. 
And I said, you know, it's funny. Uh, we, you know, we just do basketball and football, but like Region Eleven wins a lot. That I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and they're continually put down by the rest of the state because it's Region 11 or Northern Utah. What do they know? And they go out there in the Florida State Tournament. They start dominating. Like, you see you see it in baseball. You've seen it in football, basketball, both boys and girls. You've seen it in track. You've seen it in – I mean, Region 11 is a very dominant region in the state of Utah, and I think it needs to be getting a lot more respect than it has. Yes. And it's unfortunate, really unfortunate, uh, that it hasn't. So – I, uh, Cody, do you play? You played soccer for Coach Buchanan, is that right? Uh, in my golden years, when I was quite young, yes. Your golden years? Yes. When I peaked at eight. So did you not make the soccer team in high school? No, I was. Uh, I was playing other sports, like track, fencing. What? I did do track. I did basketball and football and track. What'd you play in football? Again, receiver. I played slot receiver and running back. Yeah, I bet you got lit up. I got Christmas lit up a couple tree. times. Yeah. Like, hey, look at the guy with the glasses. Just hit him hard. I, uh, you ever well, seen Lucas? I didn't have glasses in high remember school. Remember Lucas, that old film with Charlie I, Sheen in it? You, 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 I don't think so. You, you dis- Cody would look like the kid on Lucas. You disguised that question just to set me up for something. No. no yeah, I'm you just, did. I was just curious. You did the four eyes joke and then said <laughs> I got lit up after <laughs> engaging me in real conversation. <laughs> what a jerk. I mean, it makes you feel better. I was marching band on lacrosse. I did marching band in the fall and lacrosse in the spring. I could... Dude, there is nothing wrong with marching band. I didn't say there is. It offends me that you made it sound like there's... Yeah, something. that's what I was going to say. No, You're I didn't offending everybody. Was, uh, no, I did not. You're so oversensitive. They've, they've done, I'm not oversensitive. They've done, they've done tests. The the exertion of your, ex, of your uh, cardiovascular system is the same as running sprints and long distance at the same time doing uh, marching band. I'm sure. Like really? If you're, if you're carrying yeah. like a big old well, instrument. Like, what did you play? Uh, baritone. I was a baritone guy too. <laughs> there we go. No, yeah, because you are in high school. Our sets we learn a seven minute set, so you got to you got to keep count. You're playing the music while meanwhile you're trudging along the whole time, and you got to stay in step and formation. And there's posture and all that. Band geek for life. There you go. Yeah. You know that's all right. You have some musical talent. There's nothing wrong with that. I did. I'm much like I can't remember what Ajay and I were talking about earlier. Some, or excuse me, Cody and I were talking about yesterday. But somebody I can't remember you were talking about one sport you got burned out on. That's what it was for me. I had a high school instructor that burned me out, so I didn't play music after high school. Yeah, I just learned something new about you. I had no idea. Huh. Multifaceted. Wow. Hey, how long did you play basketball, Cody, in high school? Uh, I played three years. Did you start varsity? Uh, I did not. I did not. My senior year, um, I. Actually, it was my junior year. I uh, broke my leg without knowing during football season, and when I tried oh. out for basketball, I was the last one cut. Oh. Huge bummer on a broken leg. Well, that's probably <laughs> a blessing more than anything. Yeah, I, I mean, think it was. Like, God, you're playing basketball on a broken leg. broke his leg. I, How do you break your leg without knowing Yeah, Yeah, that's what I got leg. a question about, it too. I don't know. <laughs> we, my junior year, uh, I played for Mountain Crest, and we were like undefeated. That was that year that Mountain Crest and Skyview were undefeated. And they played that last game. Uh. Um, it was really cool. And uh, I broke my leg in the playoffs versus Viewmont. And it seemed like a lot of people got hurt in that game. And my injury, which was undisclosed, we didn't know that it was broken, like was less like as urgent as other people's. So they put me in anyway. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, change the subject here, but I just saw this pop up, and I have to. We have to talk about it. But the women's college World Series softball or women's college softball World Series is on right now. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, of course, is number one, one of the, if not the best team in the country, most dominant team in the country. 
Just lost game one to James Madison. <laughs> James Madison unseated, uh, yeah, unseated, right? Didn't yep. they win the regional even to get into the Yes, the that's correct. Uh, I think it's Odyssey Alexander uh, threw a great game, and then uh, she also had the game-winning home run. Oh, no, I mean, Kate Gordon had the game-winning home run in the top of the eighth inning, and James Madison beats the Oklahoma Sooners 4-3. to three. And it was the first World Series appearance for James Madison. That's nice. By the way, since seeding began in 2005, Oklahoma is just a second national number one seed to lose in the College World Series to an unseeded team joining Florida in 2008. That's crazy. That's incredible. That's why Good we, for James Madison. That's why we like sports. Yeah, well, that's why we love college sports because you get more upsets. In pro sports, you don't get that as much. Not, not in great quantities, but I still feel like you get some. Friday Five Best, greatest upsets ever in pro sports. I thought we were gonna do five one. shooters. Did you? Are you? Did you concede that I got it right yesterday? No, I just think that. I mean, are are yours all but four? See, four of the five you're right. I would I would probably arrange four out of those those four though in order that would probably be different from yours. That's passing. I'll take it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, no, that's. I mean, look, in, in in pro sports you don't see a lot of upsets. In college sports you see upsets all the time, which is amazing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me when's the last when's the last time we saw a low seeded basketball team in the NBA win the NBA well, championship? The, the NBA is not fair to do it because that's the reason they have the series format that's designed specifically to so let the best be team upsets. get through. Yeah, and I know the football has wild card, and you've seen a few wild card teams go in and win it, and you know go from wild card oh, to the Super Packers. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Your Packers, man. Stupid Bears. They could have knocked yeah. the Packers out by beating them the last week of the season. They're like. Oh, we're going to rest. Did they play him in the NFC Championship that year at home? Yep. yep. And lost? I Aaron Rodgers had I a heyday? supposed to go to that game. Not really? Yes. And then I got in a huge fight with a certain family member, and I went home. Dang. What? That is a huge bummer. Oh, yes, that sucks, man. And so double lost. whammy. Yep. Dang. And the Thanks, Cody. <laughs> Sorry, I was smart. Keep, keep piling on. <laughs> Jay Cullor got hurt. He's a wimp. Jay Cullor on the, the bike. Yeah. BJ Raji scores that interception. Ugh. Oh, dude, yeah, that would suck. That big man. Uh, by the way, uh, a little some more breaking news is coming via Spence Checkets. Uh, Real Salt Lake will announce today, starting June 18th versus Vancouver, that Rio Tinto Stadium will officially be open to near capacity. That's cool. We're getting back there. 3426 sent a text for you, Ajay. Do you want to talk to Von Miller or Eddie Lacy about having four eyes? I'm going to just jump in real okay. fast. I definitely don't want to talk to Eddie Lacy. He would eat me. His biceps are bigger than my body. <laughs> yes. He's a big man. He's a big boy. Uh, no, I'd rather not. I'd rather talk to Cody. Cody's not as big. I would still take Cody over you in a fight. You know, of course you would, because you favor Cody over me in anything. In anything. That's not true. Yes, it is. Purely physical attributes in this case, (laughs) Ajay. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. He accididently broke his leg and had no idea how stuffy he is. Yeah. Broke his leg. He had no idea who he is. Earlier, though, this Went dude out. broke his leg. Went out there, gutted it out. Against Bingham. <laughs> it just sounds like one of those stories. You know what? Like John Havlicek had to get on a bus and get to New York on a game, and he got there late. Do you think Havlicek yeah. cares if he broke his leg? <laughs> Havlicek! <laughs> That was in one of our podcasts, too. Oh, Ajay man. made sure specifically to make me play the audio. Oh, man. It was the best thing ever. I think we played here on the show, too. Yeah, we did. Uh, all right, so coming up next hour, we're going to get into more jazz basketball. They win last night. They beat Memphis. We're going to talk all uh, NBA basketball. We'll talk about that game, what it means for the jazz, 
Uh, just Memphis Grizzlies, they got a bright future ahead of them. They really do. Yeah. Mavericks beat the Clippers in a wild one again. Uh, Hawks uh, escort the Knicks out of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Mr. Punchable series, Face. I thought that series was going to be more competitive. Mr. Punchable Face could be or at least surpass Ja Morant in just ability to to score it all ways and maybe just overall basketball skill. Trey Young over Ja Morant. We'll talk about that. Mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brooklyn and uh, Milwaukee get it on this Saturday. I'm actually really excited about that series. That's going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be good. I hope so. I'm looking forward to hey, it. are but we doing the- pick six today? We should. You won last week, by the way. Congratulations, dude. Yes! Yay, I did. Cody. That's Yay, right. There it goes, Cody. Happy, happy birthday. I like it. <laughs> hey, Get by the pops, way, uh, I just got a, talk, a text from my guy, uh, Tyler. He says, no Trey Young slander on this show. So... Trey Young. Okay. The fact that you sent that in means that there's gonna be Trey Young yeah, slander. Have you not listened to the show whatsoever? We are no respect. You told me persons. not to do it. Now I'm no, you just don't. Do you just don't like the way he looks. You don't disrespect his basketball skills. Okay, but you understandable. He's Trey. Still- Trey Young is better than John Moran. That is factually incorrect. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, yes, it is. What? No, it's not. Trey Young is not better than John Morant. He is not. Oh. <laughs> That ought to be a fun conversation to have. If you want to say equal to, that's fine. No, John Morant's better. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a real conversation out of this. Besides, yeah, I hate I hate Trey Young's face. And I want to punch it. So in that case, John Morant's better. John Morant is better. John Morant is a better basketball player than Trey Young. John Morant looks like that Keenan guy off a of Good Burger. Whoa! First of all, it's Kel. Oh, it's Kel. And wow. That's for- I'm Dan Patrick, and this is... Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com slash tech. Les Olson Company that way. Then he embraced the one and dunners and continued to have success. He wasn't plagued by scandals like so many other coaches, and his players always stayed close to the program after they left. He added Olympic gold medals to his resume and did so much to grow the sport here and abroad. You might boo his team, but we should all cheer Mike Krzyzewski and recognize his incredible impact on the sport of college basketball. Congrats, coach. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Summer's on the way. Time to look and feel your best with M-Drive Boost and Burn. It's a supplement that helps you shed pounds, build lean muscle, and boost energy. Find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Or visit mdrivedan.com. Get free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Get lean. Get strong. Get M-Drive. Look your best. Try M-Drive Boost and Burn and get ready for whatever summer brings you. That's mdrivedan.com. Refind your prime. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains, a scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. 
We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where Scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are And here's what you need to know. Lead things off first in Major League Baseball. is a challenging day for one Garrett Cole. The 1-2 pitch runner does not go, and the pitch is swung on and lifted in the air to right center field. Way back toward the bullpen and gone! Boston Meadows with a two-run home run into the Yankee bullpen in right center. Rays Radio Network was a great day for Austin Meadows, who finished it two for five. That home run, five runs driven in. Garrett Cole the opposite way, just five innings, five runs, five hits, seven Ks, and set for the defeat. Yankees got throttled by the Rays today, seven to two. It's gonna be nine to two was the final. Braves five, Nationals one. Red Sox took care of the Astros quite easily, five to one in that affair. And the Rockies topped the Rangers, eleven to six. Meanwhile, the NBA, of course, tonight, Lakers and Suns elimination time for LA. They're down the series, three games to two. I'm David Gascon. It's the full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Salvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Full court press, AJ Knight, Cody Olton, I'm Salas, and thanks for joining us here on 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. 501, your start time here in hour number two. A lot to get to. We're going to talk some Utah Jazz basketball, some other NBA basketball. Duke Luka Doncic does his thing. To help the Mavericks get to a 3-2 series lead, Game 6 is tomorrow night. Game 7, if needed, is Sunday. If there is no Game 7, Jazz and Mavericks on Sunday for Game 1 of the second round. Uh, Lakers are in a in a must-win situation, as are the Blazers. Uh, Lakers got absolutely undressed by the Suns in Game 5, I believe. Is that Game 5? Is that right? Game 4, sorry. What? Sorry, I was reading a text message. Tonight's, wait, Game 6, right? What did you ask? Uh, yeah, sorry. So it's, it's yeah. Tonight's game six for Phoenix and LA. Tonight's game six for Denver Portland. Yes. Denver Portland is at six o'clock. Is that right on TNT? And then Phoenix and LA is at eight thirty on TNT. Immediately following that, my laptop is showing me different times, so it doesn't make sense right now. 
Um, did that yesterday too, didn't? Yeah. They? By I the way, you, have you guys been watching the, like the playoff hockey and some of the vicious hits that have been thrown did around? Did you see that dude get yeah. clocked the yesterday one who came for Winnipeg on the empty goal? Or Calgary. Sorry, it was Mo- uh, not Calgary. Montreal. 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 He Montreal. went on a wraparound Good goal in empty net and then got clocked. That was a night night hit if ever there's been one. Okay, so and and by the way, our text line is open for you on the Gil Mortgage text line four three five three three nine zero three two one again four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. Gil Mortgage will help you find the loans to fit your life. You can select from hundreds of loan products tailored to your needs. Call them at four three five two nine four two four eight zero. I need some hockey experts in this part of the show. And I'm offended that you asked me if I've been watching playoff hockey. Yes, I have. Well, okay, I just I didn't know. I mean, because you are a busy guy. I mean, you are a program director, a radio co-host for morning show, and. A sub-in radio host for the sports show. I mean, you're doing Six a lot. Yeah. Okay, so... Save the citizens so, of Logan at night? like All yeah. the above. <laughs> <laughs> the masked vigilante? No. Uh, My man. <laughs> okay, so uh, I need I need hockey fans in on this segment. 435-339-0321. I've heard both sides of, of the story um, on the... what well, I thought it was an illegal hit. It looked illegal. I mean, turn around on an empty net, but again... He's trying to stop him from scoring on an empty net. Yes. So who's in the wrong? I mean, why, I mean, or is there no wrong? Um, I, the defender's still in the wrong because you're not allowed to. I think they call it charging. Yeah, that's what hockey, they called it. Because you're not allowed to like get a running start, and he planted that guy. Uh, it he did. Like but but isn't of, it? But isn't it that he's skating hard though? Yes, but they they're trying to clean up concussions and stuff like that across all sports, and so the fact that he had a head start. I mean, the writing's on the wall. He also hit him after the goal was going in. Yeah, yeah, and he drilled he him. Planted that and guy. the worst part. Well, you know what's not going to go? It's going to go unnoticed. Is the player like trying to wall off the fight where the and he's the opposing player, and he's trying to wall off the fight so the Montreal guy doesn't get stepped on by an ice skate. Yeah, and he's walling him off. It was amazing. That was as bad as seeing. Do you remember when uh, I think it was Rudolph? I want to say it was Earl Thomas. You remember that hit Earl Thomas put on Rudolph, and they had, someone had captured the close up on it. And oh you could yeah, just, he hit him right in the chin strap, and you could just see the lights go off in Rudolph's eyes. Yeah, that's it was right. Like, it was like watching Ooh. that. There's oh, been some yeah. vicious. I mean, I've seen some vicious ones even in college football too. There's been some vicious hits, but I mean that. I mean the playoff hockey has a new intensity to it, and the hitting puts more intensity into it. Um, but man, what a hit that was last night. I'm telling you, I made the case on the podcast, and I think I said something the next show that I was on on Next Full Court Press. Playoff hockey is one of the best sports to watch. You were talking oh, it's about awesome. you, you want parody. I need watch fans. Hockey. I need fans, though. Uh, some of them do. The Canadian stadiums have, have held off. Uh, so last night, Canadians beat the uh, Jets 5 3. Golden Knights fall to the Avalanche 3 2 and 0 to overtime. Gentlemen sweep. I don't mind seeing Las Vegas get swept. Bruins, Islanders tonight, Hurricanes, Lightning tonight as well. Do you want a physical series, uh, Islanders Islanders, and Bruins? Bruins has been that, yep. Islanders played the Penguins in the first round, and I've never seen this in all the years I've watched hockey. There was a game where they had each five people in the penalty box. 3426 text into the show. Again, if you want to, 435-339-0321. He says, if he was close to the boards, it would have been fine. But because of that, no boards, it was a charging penalty. That makes sense. I just watched it. That is, dude. He oh, yeah, scary. he lights him Told up. You, it's a dude, night and dude and, th- and that died. Montreal guy didn't see it coming. Like he had no idea he was there. None. Oof. Five seven eight eight. As much as I love the contact in hockey and getting and get trying to stop an open goal net, it was a ruthless hit. Yes. Makes sense. Hey, I yes. I'll take it. I'll yes. take it as good answers. 
Here you go, Cody. 9463. AJ is a lifelong Bears fan. Does it give you PTSD to go to work every day with a guy named Cody? Does it? Uh, not really. Cody doesn't talk about it a whole lot, plus the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. We've really just been commiserating about how, how much of a D-bag Aaron Rodgers is. So, so let's flip it. Cody, uh, does it give you and I PTSD to listen to AJ talk about how Jordan was so great for the Chicago Bulls? I bring it up all the time. He does. I, At the worst moments. Considering I was born the year that uh, that happened, <laughs> I don't think it affects me That's as much. That's one of my first sports memories, by the way, that jump shot. Really? Yep. That's crazy. I watched that game with my dad. Dude, I feel my so first, old right now, you guys. My first sports memory, I feel like, was the the gum on the helmet catch in that uh, Super Bowl. Are you serious? No, we're not talking about that. Anyways, no one cares. So, Dave my Jerry. first sports memory was the 1995 World Series, Braves and Indians, um, and uh, watching my Atlanta Braves win a World Series, and then watching them... Win 14 division championships and not winning a World that, Series after that. That's for great. For you, is that one of the most disappointing? Dude, kills me. Non-dynasties, the, the, I guess. Yeah, no, and you're so right. You're at like you. Is I, that pitching staff? I am more bugged. Ridiculous. By I am more bugged by the Braves losing back-to-back World Series to the Yankees than I am by the Patriots losing in 07 to the Giants, because they had that 2-0 series lead in the Yankees. I believe in the first time they played them, and then uh, they just. I mean, their bullpen failed them. The 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 lineup failed them. Derek Jeter got hot. I mean, they got rolling, and it was a problem. Mariano Rivera was just nasty with that cutter, too. I mean, he was in his prime, too, and they were so stinking good. And watching the Yankees beat him not once or twice still haunts me today. Well, that is, oh. It's not even the fact that throw pitching, the starting pitching staff was good, and it's not even the fact that they're Hall of Famers. They're some of the best pitchers ever. Yeah. Greg oh. Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glavin were 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 just golden. And then you had a great lineup. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones came in. And he was really good. David Justice was a part of that. Fred McGriff. Um, man, they had so much talent. So much talent. And they got one World Series title. Out. They got three World Series appearance and one World Series title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you feel, feel free to text in to 435-339-0321 with your first sports memory. Yeah, I'm what is your curious. first sport? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. What I'm is curious. your first sports memory? Was it a game? Was it a play? Was it a play? Was it a non-call? <laughs> a non-call. Here he goes. Uh, <laughs> 2603. Is Ajay converted to being a jazz fan yet? We're getting there. Yeah. I've been a jazz fan since 1992. 92. Hey, next year's your 30-year anniversary. Wow. It is. So let's not screw it up, Jazz. Hey. Try once not to screw it up for us all, please. Uh, three four two six, by the way, has an opinion on John Morant versus Trey Young. Oh, let's hear it. John uh, Morant has a higher ceiling than Trey Young. I think Young has hit his peak. If Morant just adds a consistent three point shot, he's a better all around player. Yeah. Okay, I, I can buy that. I, I can buy that. Maybe Trey Young has hit his ceiling. Um, I don't know how high. You, I mean, well, actually, excuse me. I apologize. I mean, John Morant's a pretty darn good player. We don't know how high his ceiling is going to be. I mean, what he did in that five-game series was pretty phenomenal. It's just, you. I mean, the Jazz had two more John Morans than the Memphis had. I mean, it was, it's, it's, it was incredible. And by the way, um, we're going to get to Jazz basketball here in just a second. But what, what Memphis did as an eight seed in pushing the Jazz the way they did, the physicality of it all was impressive by the Memphis Grizzlies. They, they've earned a lot of respect. They're, they're going to be a great team with a bright future ahead of them they, if they can stick together. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, they're so young, you would hope that they can and grow together. Um, but, yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, so, uh, yeah, text me with your first sports memory, a play, 
uh, uh, game where your team got screwed, like my Patriots have before, or the Chicago Bulls have. Uh, 1570, Dylan Brooks is an evil Danny Green. Okay, so here's the thing. Danny Green <laughs> is one of the dumbest basketball players on the oh, court. Okay. <laughs> Dylan, Bro- huh, Dylan Brooks is an evil Danny Green. Danny Green has three championship rings. Don't forget that. No, Danny Green was gifted three championship rings thanks to LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and the three Tim Duncan, okay. Ginobili, and Parker. Hold on a second. Danny Green had a lot to say in that first Spurs one that he won. They should have won two for what it's worth. They should have, could have, would have. They didn't. In that in that series that he won with the Spurs, he had Dude, a huge part in that. He has one of the lo- – I mean, look, he has one of the lowest – okay, as a three-point shooter, yeah, he's great. As a all-around like high IQ player, he is – man, I would rather have – Brian Scalabrini on the court in an, in a high IQ situation than Danny Green. I'd rather have J.R. Smith. J. Oh, dude, give me oh, yeah, give, give me low. drugged up J.R. Smith. That is low. And I'll take and I'll take him that over. That is so low. Danny Green. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, basketball, uh, I'm surprised nobody said this. So here's a stat that blew your mind. I know it's not the right day, but did you see that it, this is the first final since I believe? Oh gosh, I think it was the Warriors' first year. Was that 2016? When was the Warriors' first finals? 15, wasn't it? 15. 15. It's the first year since 2015 then that Andre Iguodala isn't in the finals. Whoa. <laughs> right? Weird. That's like one of those weird stats. 2603 with his favorite sports memory. When Miami broke out the Ooh, Wildcat to beat the Patriots. That was so weird and cool. Wow. And then And then it was done too much and now it's dead. No, my favorite sports memory is when Tom Brady threw for 517 yards on Monday Night Football in Miami. And what torch the Dolphins. What about two years ago when they ran that crazy play and Gronk okay. was like, oh, no, I can't dive. No. Uh, we lost I saw advantage. three block in the backs, two forward passes, one one holding, and <laughs> I swear someone got the pants on the far side too. <laughs> so I'm not counting that. That's an asterisk. Favorite sports, it's an asterisk. Favorite sports memory when Ryan's Fitzpatrick beats uh, Tom Brady. Oh, that still pisses me off to this day. <laughs> Dude, I'm still pissed at that bearded buffoon. I hate that. I don't know which bearded guy I hate more, James Harden or Fitzpatrick, but it's pretty darn close. I love Fitzpatrick. Or, or Connor McGregor. I love me some Fitzpatrick. 1570. Stockton's three on Houston. Okay, so are you. That one was pretty dope. You're not. You don't remember crap. Shut I up. I do. And you it was were, on my favorite player. You were still in the, like, what? Whoa. Heavens or hells or whatever. You're being ready to come Whoa. down. Weren't Good you? Gosh. You didn't even come out of the womb wow. yet. Good night. You shouldn't have said anything, apparently. Cody. Twinkle in my father's eye, but I remember the moment. Like, <laughs> you remember the moment when you were four months old? Twinkle <laughs> <laughs> oh, in his father's that eye mean? means he didn't exist. <laughs> Good night. He was not a physical entity at all. All right, anyways. Uh, do you remember the Stockton 3? I was with I my mean, dad I know and my it. brother. We were, and I mean, so they're down by 12, I think. or Yeah, maybe down by 10 or 12. And I thought the game was. I thought we were going to a game seven inside of the uh, inside of Houston. That was a Ross, just Ross place to play. I, I mean, that place was loud. And Stockton goes off and scores. I think it might have been down ten. He scored the final twelve or like thirteen points or whatever it was. And uh, and and people don't talk about enough how good that like, Brian Russell's three from the right wing was huge. Stockton's steal and layup was massive. Um, it was off a of Clyde Drexler turnover, I believe. And then they got that final stop to get the turnover to give Stockton a three. It was one of the greatest moving screens ever by Carl Malone. Greatest moving moving screen ever set. Dude, he bear hugged him. Like, yeah, and, he did. And that's the crazy part is no one talks about enough about that, that that bear hug screen. Um, 
So I asked Phil Johnson one time we were doing a good Salt Lake City Stars game together, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what was that play set up to do? Because when you watch the post-game interview, Jim Gray asked Stockton, Malone, and Sloan, what was the play call? Uh, Jerry Sloan says it doesn't matter as long as they make the shot, it all looks good. Stockton says he doesn't remember. And Malone just kept saying it's awesome, baby. So I finally asked Phil, I'm like, hey, what was the play call? And he kind of gave me a look of like, what do you think the play call was, you idiot? Like, we get the ball to Stockton, right? And because I said, what's the play call? And he said, exactly how it was ran. He says it was supposed to be a picket fence. Stockton pops out. And I said, was Stockton your first option, though? And he says, no. Hornacek was. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, but Hornacek never got out there. So Stockton did, thanks to Malone. And then he popped out for a three. And I was like, oh, that's what it was. A picket fence set for Hornacek, who never got out to the three-point line. So in pops Stockton and catches and hits it. Like it, it couldn't. And he said it couldn't have been set up more perfectly for Stockton to hit that shot. He said, it, like, I mean, it could not have been more perfect that it was Stockton to hit it. And uh, I remember David James actually was sitting around underneath the hoop, and I did a podcast with him one time, and I asked him about that shot. And he's like, it was, he says it, it was great when he hit it, but then just like it hits you after the shock of silence from that crowd. Like, it was silent. You could hear the PA announcer clear as day inside that sold-out place. The, the final score when he announces it and such, you could hear it. And so, I mean, that was just, that's all. That's a great sports memory from 1570. I love it. Stockton's three on Houston. Uh, and it was a great response, by the way, to Eddie Johnson's three that he hit in game four. Game four, just two games of four. On a turnaround three from the top of the key to... Uh, to beat the Jazz. And my dad knocked over a drink. i never seen that man in a sports game in my life. <laughs> Ever. Uh, 3 4 two, six. My favorite sports memory, he says, is a tie between Joe Montana throwing the pass to John Taylor over the middle to win the Super Bowl. I think that was the John Candy game. As well as the William, the Fridge Perry carrying the ball over the goal line for a touchdown. Do you know what's bad about that touchdown, though? Which is one? Walter Payton didn't get the ball in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I mean, they talked about it in the 30 for 30. They just, Patriots were keying in on him. It was, again, I think it's, to me, I get it. You got there, you wanted your moment, but I kind of agree with the rest of the Bears players that were like, look, the game plan dictated it. You won a Super Bowl. No one's going to doubt that Peyton wasn't a huge part to get us here. Sorry. This is how it went. That 30 for 30, though, when when they're talking about it, though, did it hit you a little bit in the feels when they talk about Peyton not (laughs) Getting the touchdown? <laughs> Not that part. I agreed with the players who said he shouldn't have made such a big deal about it. Uh, three seven one two. I have to wonder how many times RJ turns off the TV when watching a sports event because it makes him so mad. He's only said it made me so mad or I was so pissed talking about every other sporting event. Look, the the Patriots Super Bowl in forty two against the Giants the first time was livid. The to, the two losses to the Yankees in the World Series horrendous. All right. Those are the three games I've never rewatched ever again. Not even highlights. I won't. I'll change the TV. Every every other thing I can I can stand and I can put up with, but except for that. There's a couple games that I can't watch again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See? Wait, what for you though? You're a Packers guy. Oh, come on. There's only a thousand Packers ones like out there. Uh are, about, you, are you talking about 07 how about, when they lost how about, to the Giants? How about the fail Mary? How about the flubbed onside kick in the NFC championship game? How about getting burnt right before half with three seconds left? On a stinking little 5-5 wide receiver from Tom Brady. Oh, my gosh. The <laughs> NFC Championship game. You okay? No, I'm okay. I'm fine. 5-4-6-5. Five, five. My favorite sports memory is back when I was a BYU fan. The Cougars beat Utah on a last-second Johnny. Uh, yeah, John Beck to John, uh, I think it's Harline, 
back to Johnny Harling, touchdown in 06 or 2007. I think it was in 06, actually, when he threw that touchdown pass uh, to, uh, yeah, back to Harling or Harline, I believe. Any success BYU has is my worst sports memory. <laughs> that was a great my favorite football. part of this but text was, was I was game, a BYU fan. I'm <laughs> that glad that we've gone back game. into the fold. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> nine three one zero. My uh nine three one zero. My first sports memory: watching a bad USU football team losing at the end of a uh, to Fresno State on a kick run along Viggle. Two thousand eight. They're yeah. playing Fresno State, and this freshman kicker comes in from fifty seven yards and he nailed it and clocks it, and he still had room to spare. My dad was so he could have hit it from sixty. <laughs> I remember being there, and I'm like, "There's no way this kid's making it. like. There's no way in heck." He could have made it from sixty. From sixty, he had room to spare. I remember. Well, you just you just figured out what the Friday Five best would be. Your fi- our five worst sports memories because oh. uh, Cody, I think, encapsulated it well earlier. But I'm a Purdue Boilermakers fan as well as a Bears and Bulls fan. And if, besides Jordan, if you don't know anything about those franchises, Purdue is is among fans referred to as the cursed team. Yeah. There's the fumble. There's the Robbie Hummel's ACL, there's Isaac Haas's elbow, there's plenty of them. There's the big dog's back injury the year they went to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Do you remember, Cody, when, uh, in fact, uh, 3426 says, my favorite team is, uh, or my favorite uh, team is Utah State and anybody else who beats BYU. Yes, I, I relate hate, very well okay, with that I, 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 and I, I, I'm so sorry I'm doing this, but do you remember when Riley Nielsen came back from his mission, went to BYU, and then came to Utah State and beat him on a last-second drive. Yeah. In, oh, I think that was 2010. Just made you want to throw up. Made you made you want to throw the freak up. It hurt really bad. Dude, that was a horrendous night for Utah a... State. And we kept playing prevent defense. We were like 10 years Utah back. State. We were like, Utah and Riley Nielsen, who could, like, he has, like, the, he has, like, the arm strength of Tim Tebow, is running up for, like, 15 yards. I'm like, get up! On him. <laughs> Send a blitz. Quit winning them run for freaking 50 yards to play. Here's another sports moment. I uh, I went to the BYU-Utah State game back when Chucky Keaton was like Heisman hopeful. And uh, who was it? Was it Kyle Van Noy that blew his knee? And uh, Chucky's on the field. And th- this was when Maverick Stadium was like packed. And it was dead quiet. About like 15 seconds after Chucky goes down and his knee is completely done and the city of Logan is in mourning. About two rows ahead of me, there was like this five-year-old who just screams, Get up, Chucky! Like, and I, this kid could be heard in the entire stadium. It was the saddest moment. I shed one man tear. I was this little kid, Get, get up, Chucky! I was like, wow. They didn't, why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Feel the impact Shame on, that. no, you don't feel crap right now. Right You're so full of it. Seriously, do you remember? No, no, yes, I do. Do you remember the year the Bulls? We're the one seed, and they're going to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Fun fact, which had Evan Turner. I hate that guy. He looks like E.T. Play him. <laughs> Derrick Rose goes up, jumps, lands, comes down awkwardly, gives up the ball, and they're like, oh, no. They lose to the eighth-seeded 76ers. Yeah, Derrick Rose was uh, maybe the most overrated play. No, I'm kidding. 7854, Kirk Gibson's home run on one leg versus, I think it was Dennis Eckersley, wasn't it? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Let's say yes. I remember I saw, I saw a video on it. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was a great call, too. Yeah, dude. I was, that's right. He came in to pinch hit. The uh, lefty swung on pretty well, and he's limping around the bases. 
I think Dodgers went on to win that World Series as well. Uh, 9463. One of my first sports memories is Chaz Spicer's game winner in 04 to beat Boise. Or I think it was to, I think it was to beat Utah. I have to look this up. Mm-hmm. He says Boise or Utah. It might have been Utah. And Rick Majerus. You know what I also remember? I I know we're Aggie people here, but I still remember when you keep digging up. No, no, hold no, hold on. I still remember Utah Utes Final Four run in '98. How cool that was for the state of Utah! Like watching the Utah Utes beat Arizona and beat North Carolina in back-to-back games, and they throttled Arizona. They beat them by like 23. Here we go. One five seven zero. I think we skipped over it. Uh, Another memory that I have that stands out. The Tuck Rule Raiders Patriots. <laughs> I'm still not over that one. Well, it's His a bull crap call. No, it's not. His arm's going he forward. He fumbled the ball. His arm was going forward. Okay, I'm not, I'm not even a Raiders fan. And that was rules. absolute garbage. Learn the rules. No. No. Learn the rules. Shut up. Learn the rules. He was not throwing the ball. Learn the rules. Remember when, remember when AJ said that the NFL was out to get the Patriots, but then their whole dynasty started was on that Was built thing. off of the fact yeah. that they you walked know what? No, no, don't worry, because we got hosed in uh, – in, in 2007 on a holding call that set Eli Manning free to throw a ball to Tyrese to catch it on top of his helmet. Tackle had, him then! Which had Just tackle him! He got Just tackle him! Fight through the block! Get weak! Don't weak! Let, don't You're let, soft! Don't let Plaxical... Don't let Plaxi- he had gum on top of his helmet! <laughs> like, stick around! I was talking about Tyree. I was going to say don't let Plaxidental shooting score a touchdown then. <laughs> Plaxidental shooting... <laughs> Uh, three, four, two, six. My worst memory for Utah State is we can't cover an onside kick against Auburn to oh seal a game, and then gosh. when I get back to the hotel room, it's rerun on Sports Center all night long. It's funny because four, 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 six said USU versus Auburn. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> okay, you, okay. So I was here with Eric. Uh, we were watching that game in the conference room, and Al and nobody. I don't know how many people remember this. Al Lewis's or the press box, like the power goes out or something. Al Lewis goes off air. And Tyler Riggs is having to give, like, a commentary of play-by-play of what's going on in the game. And he's totally off. He's, like, not even close on the plays. And Utah State scores a touchdown. Towers is like, uh, and uh, looks like uh, they fumbled the ball and it's Auburn's ball. And I was like, what, Tyler? No. <laughs> so I'm, like, running. I'm running in this, going like this into the studio. Oh, my touchdown. Anyways, Al Lewis is in Auburn. And I, I don't know if Al Lewis is lo- listening right now. But he's, like, freaking out. He's, like, trying to get himself back on air. People are like, there's just chaos all around. <laughs> they finally get him back on air, and all heck had broke loose. Jeez. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. That, you, okay. Eric, let me ask you and uh, us Saggy fans, mm-hmm. what is a worse loss? <laughs> that loss to Auburn uh-huh. or the loss to Wisconsin when we didn't have a field goal kicker who could hit a 20-something yarder, Ugh. and he shanked it horribly, horribly. What's worse, the Wisconsin or the Auburn loss? I feel like the Auburn one was worse. Because we were up by 10 with two minutes left. It was just so classic Aggies just choking. It was. That was. So bad. That's a good point. My grandpa, I love him to death. We were up, and I was like, we got it in the bag. Like Auburn had just won the national championship the year previous, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and then my grandpa was like, just wait. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? No, just wait. That was the... Gosh, uh, I hate it. Well, that, was the, uh, that was the that uh, was the Chucky Keaton coming out party. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I mean, that was really what kind of set Chucky Keaton. Uh, Tyler texted in. He says, 
the 2018 Michigan State loss sucked too. That was a tough one because Jordan Love had played so good. I was going to suggest that one because I was calling a game for that, and we were giving updates. Like, and I was like, I I said during the pregame, I was like, I expect this game to be close at half, and then Michigan State will pull away. And then we're in the second half, we're like, who cares what's going on on the field? Yeah, the Aggies are winning. See, that's the thing is, and I remember like being there. I mean, and that Michigan State crowd was just stunned. They're like, "Are you kidding me? We're gonna freaking lose to the Aggies right here, aren't we?" And then Jordan Love, it's on this drive. He make he makes a th- clutch throw to Dax Raymond, who makes a great catch. And you're thinking, "Okay, we're gonna win this thing now. We are gonna win it." And then uh, their defensive end makes a just an athletic play, gets up over an offensive lineman, tips it, and then picks it off. I just I wanted to throw up. I mean that. Oh, but I remember so walking nice. out of the stadium, and the Michigan State Spartan fans were like, "Hey." You guys are going to be a hell of a football team. You guys are going to have a great season. And at the time, I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear it from you. And all of a sudden, we're like 10-1, and one and we're one game away. And, of course, we choke to oh, yeah. Boise course, State. By the way, uh, I haven't done this in a while. Hey, Boise State, your uh, football play-by-play team sucks. I listened to that game on the way home. They are terrible. They whined more than NBA players do. <laughs> 7854 says the missed field goal at Wisconsin. Which, dude, that was tough because you were in that game the whole entire night. And then you go and, I mean, you, you, your offense gets you into field goal range and it's for the win and you're not even close on that field goal. I mean, it wasn't even remotely close. Uh, 9475, as a kid, my parents let me stay up late and watch the Boise State versus Oklahoma Bowl game. Boise won in overtime on the Statue of Liberty. That was pretty cool. That was the hook and ladder game, right? With yeah, the hook it was. and ladder, they did a hook and, and ladder Statue of earlier on that drive, and then the hook and ladder for the Dude, win. Dude, what an upset! Two point conversion for the win. And then he proposed to his girlfriend. Hey, what was more impressive? The Utes versus Pittsburgh domination in the Fiesta Bowl in 04, the Boise State beat out Oklahoma Sooners, or the Utes beating Alabama in 2009? Boise State. Oh, the Boise State one was amazing. See, that, Just that, Boise, pure, that like, Oklahoma team had Adrian Peterson on it. Alabama was pretty darn loaded, too. I know they lost to Tim Tebow and the Gators, but that Bama team was pretty darn good. I remember I remember that game, and everybody afterwards, and I know we can say this because they say it every year, but everybody was like, Alabama didn't care because they weren't in the national championship. No one, no one gave Boise State a chance. Adrian Peterson was a Heisman finalist that year. Yeah, And everybody's like, Peterson's just going to run through him. It's it's not, it's not over. Who and, was the running – was that Stan Johnson? Who was Ian Johnson, right, was the running back? Yep, so. He proposed to the cheerleader after the game. Yep. I, I didn't get to see it in person because I was, I was serving a church mission, but I, I remember hearing about it from everybody. Dude, that sucks. I missed that. That was a great set of bowl games because wasn't the Vince Young versus USC game that year too? That was a national championship, oh, if I'm game. not mistaken. That was a good game. Penn State beat Florida State in triple overtime. I mean, there were some great games that year. Yeah. I was in Finland when Utah State went down to BYU and just spanked them. Oh, that was I was heck. so mad. Dude, that was a, that So was mad fun. that I didn't get to watch it. That, that, that was when Jordan Love hushed the whole entire crowd, got flagged for it, and Matt Wells said, it was worth it. Oh, Don't totally worry about it. it. And just was thrilled. Totally worth it. I was in... Uh, China, I believe, when Purdue knocked off Ohio State a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, really? I missed that game. The one where it's, If you haven't seen the highlight, just Google Rondell Moore versus Ohio State. My, he, he takes this jets, he takes this flat screen, he runs up the sideline, the safety wraps him up and goes to throw him against the ground. He sticks his hand in the dirt, and you can hear Kirk Herbstreet because he's trying to be not biased, but he, you can just hear the groan in his voice as Rondell Moore runs by five more Buckeyes. <laughs> they crushed They were the number two team in the country, and they lost 40, I think it was 56 to 28. Oh. Purdue Nine three one zero. Auburn loss was worse. Going into Wisconsin, we know we had no kicker. It was Thompson or Diaz. It was actually Thompson who uh, who missed it. He had a rough year. I mean, they just 
Yeah. We skipped uh, 1181. One of my oh, first shoot. I'm sorry. Aggie basketball was in the Spectrum triple overtime versus UNLV. Oh. That was a while ago. That was, uh, I think, in 90. No, not 91, was it? It might have been 91. I think uh, Con Smith was coaching that team or an assistant of that team. Might have been coaching Still that team. Still one of my favorite interviews. Dude, yeah, that was fun. 3426. Uh, my worst memory for Utah State. Or, sorry. Uh, he says, or do I believe it was 2001? We were up by nine with one minute and 38 seconds to go, and San Jose State came back and beat us. Was that in football or ba- it might be in basketball? 2001. Speaking of that, either way, that's blowing a lead. Utah right there. State when they were up by six with 30 seconds left versus Pacific in 04, and Pacific came down and scored eight unanswered points in 30 seconds. We missed like six straight free throws and like two of our best free throw shooters. Man, AJ was just ready for this topic of how many times has Utah State broken my heart? I think. It was oh the- man. Dude, it, there's been a lot. Like, as a diehard Aggie fan, there's been a lot. I think Cody been, could attest to yeah, that. Yeah, it hurts really bad. Three, four, two, six. clarified football. Oh, football. Okay, so football. In, oh, we were up by nine with a minute and 38. And San Jose, oh, man, and all the teams at San Jose State to come and beat you. I have a fun Aggie basketball memory, though. I believe it was in 2010, like the height of Stu Morrill. And it must have been the year that Nevada came to the spectrum. I know when you look up online, like Utah State, like loudest crowd or whatever, it was it was that game when in like the middle of the second half, like they went on a run and I was really young and uh, my dad let me stay up late and we, we went to the game and I had to go to the restroom and it was really quiet all game. It was going back and forth. And I remember being at the urinal <laughs> and they oh. started their run or whatever. Oh, geez. And I, I like... Wasn't able to. Why are you shaking like that? <laughs> it was so loud. It was so loud. That was the point. It was super loud. <laughs> the loudest crowd I've ever been with. Uh, been at. Uh, do you remember the Jared Sellinger Ohio State team? Oh yeah. So they were, I think, number two. They came to Purdue, who was like twelve, I think. So the student sections, they're called the paint crew uh, for the for Boilermakers for Purdue. That's what they call them um, after Matt Painter. So they, they got those electrical gloves that have the yellow cotton on top and they mm-hmm. got that black leather. So when they clapped, it sounded like it was raining, so they wanted it to be louder. I was working camera crew on the uh, baseline for that game. I could not hear for two hours after that game. They beat them, I think, by like eight or something. Like, Etwan Moore went insane that game. It was a really great highlight if you ever want to look for one. He makes he does this layup. He jumps up and he has the ball in between his legs. And I think uh, it was... Um, Oh, I can't think of his name. It was one of the Ohio State players. I think he was 33. Wraps him up from the shoulders. And Etwan Moore brings the ball all the way out to his right and throws it up. It hits literally the top of the glass you can before going on top of the backboard and drops through. And I was under that hoop. And I was like, how did he make that? Because we're not supposed to be, like, we're working in the Purdue crew to shoot it for television. You're not supposed to be biased. But I'm over there shouting. So I was like, that is the greatest shot I've ever seen. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, 9463, favorite or I guess worst sports memory is when USU had DeAndre Burrell as a starting quarterback. And also starting punter. That was hilarious. Oh, gosh. Those were rough years. <laughs> Those, they, they, didn't DeAndre Burrell and the, uh, they, they, like, they lost to Oklahoma by four. They had a possession in the ball. Yep. And uh, couldn't finish it off. Burrell threw a pick. That was which Gary Was, Ander- uh, was that Gary Anderson's first year? Yeah, it might have been. Yep. 4781. Loudest crowd I've been and was in game four against the Thunder a few years ago. I may or may not have started the push off P chant. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Love it. Keep that claim. Hey, uh, keep the text coming. 435-339-0321. Again, we're asking, what's your favorite or worst sports memory as a fan? Whatever you got. Pro, college, whatever it is. What's your fir- uh, what's your favorite or worst sports memory? Keep them all coming. 435-339-0321. You're listening to the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. 
If you live in the south end of the valley, no doubt you've noticed the historical Hiram Granary taking an important role in our new Cache Valley Bank location. I'm Catherine Buse, branch manager. Keeping in touch with our history while looking to the future is part of Cache Valley Bank's mission. Hiram is Cache Valley Bank's seventh location in the valley. Join us for food and giveaways as we celebrate our Hiram Branch grand opening June 26th. Cache Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. The health insurance marketplace has reopened. This special enrollment period is available to everyone. If you have been adversely affected by COVID, lost coverage, need to make a change, or simply want to enroll, now is the time we can help. Call 752-9493 to find out how much you could save. More tax credits are being offered. Greater cost sharing and coverage could start as soon as the first. Go to lssins.com or call 752 752- 9493. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and AJ Salveson. You need to be on Jordan Clarkson right now in terms of accuracy. My favorite part of game two, Jordan Clarkson banks it a three, comes down. I'm on now. <laughs> no, it. Give it. Feed me <laughs> the ball. Give me the rock. Give it to me. Hey. I need a petition to get Cody into 2K22. I just need. Give me. <laughs> give it to me. I'm all Feed him. Go. <laughs> oh! Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Better weather, longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Custom furniture does not have to cost more. During Fisher Home Furnishings Memorial Day sale, $50 to $1,000 off the lowest mark sale prices includes Fisher's Custom Design Center. Pick your favorite name brand furniture from Bassett, Lexington, Flexsteel, and Bernhardt. Choose the piece you want with the custom fabric you prefer and get a sale price, $50 to $1,000 off the lowest mark price. Fisher's Custom Design Center can give you that perfect look you're searching for. The Memorial Day sale is underway now at Fisher Home Furnishings. Memorial sale ends this Saturday at Fisher's. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Cody Olson, AJ Knight, I'm Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, 106.9thefan.com. Well, we're on our mobile app, uh, 106 and the fan. Thanks for joining us, however, and wherever you're doing so. Again, our text line is 435 We've barely gotten any text messages. Uh, keep them coming. USU's what is your favorite break. or worst sports memory? Favorite or worst sports memory? 435 Can I just say before we continue this? Yeah. So we're talking about this worst and, and best. I, I don't know. Cody, you're obviously the only one in school right now out of the three of us. But there's nothing like being on campus when the team is good. Oh, yeah. Like when I was when I went to Purdue, it was the year the Baby Boilers. I, I started the same year the Baby Boilers came with Hummel and Moore and um, Johnson and the trader that will not be named who I'm glad towards ACL. Um, Oof. But there's just not there's nothing like being on a campus when the team is rocking. Like I can't imagine. Like I don't know what it's like to be an Alabama student, but I'm sure it's awesome. Like how is it not? 
You're just constantly walking up and down. You're like, huh, this is great. I'm on top of the world. There's just parties constantly. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, let's see, 9310. I thought it was Leon Jackson III who was the QB punter. Uh, yeah, so when I was uh, a manager for the team in 04, Leon played a little bit, and he punted a lot. <laughs> Travis Cox was the starting quarterback. I remember one game. We were getting beat so badly that our home crowd started chanting Leon Jackson, and Leon told the whole entire student body to shut their mouth. <laughs> He's like, what, how'd he say it? He said, uh, let him play! Let him play! And I look at somebody, and I'm like, you know? I mean, I'm giving credit for being loyal, but, dude, our team is getting their you-know-what kicked. I'd go out there and be like, look, I can do a better job than this guy, so let me prove it. And I, I think Leon Jackson's like, I suck too, and I don't want to go out there and embarrass <laughs> myself, so let him play. He's doing fine. Oh, no. 2-1-2-2, two, two, two. the epitome of USU Aggie fandom is when Merrill Jane the three to beat San Diego State, riding momentum to the dance, oh, only to have God. a worldwide pandemic cancel the dance. That is brutal. Why did you do that to us? Why? By the way, that team goes to a Sweet 16. I believe it. That I think team they could, goes they to a Sweet 16. They at least could have won one or two. Absolutely. I, think, I for sure. sure had them down to win one. That, that team was going to win a couple of games. They were so talented. They were so well experienced. Uh, they had been battle tested. Uh, yeah, they were going to win a couple of games in that tournament. Here's a question for you, Ajay. If they do get to the Sweet 16, does Coach. No, he's not. He's, he's gone. As you say, does he leave a he's year He's absolutely earlier? gone. That's what I was thinking. Um, absolutely gone. 4781. Wow. Uh, y'all ever near crapped your drawers at a sporting event? Worst experience ever. Cody, I guess you started this with your Yeah, man, you went story. to the bathroom. I'm mad. Did you I, pee your pants? No, 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 no. I made it. I made it. It was good. I was there. <laughs> no, I can't say that I've had an experience like that. No, I've had wait, a kid. Wait till I'm 60. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Here's the thing. is like I'm trying to think of ever. I think the Sam Merrill 3, when he hit it, I, I, I was, I, I mean, because I'm on like the court side so yeah. again there is a little uh little notice for you saying please do not celebrate or act in any way that'd be unprofessional yeah. towards well dude i screamed i like screamed and almost jumped out of my seat because i thought it was short when i saw him let it go i'm like ah oh, that's short and he hit it and i lost my mind that was probably as close as i'd probably come to a crap in my repeat in my pants and i was <laughs> crowd hit the brown note i was I, man i was forming a tail at that point <laughs> Instead, I had to take the Browns to the Super Bowl pretty quickly. That was our joke after uh, we all hated LeBron when he made the decision. So our, our joke was whenever he went to the bathroom was, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> 9463, the Mike Conley three that rimmed out uh, last playoffs was the saddest sports moment in my entire life, and that's not hyperbole. That hyperbole. was pretty good. That hyperbole. thing was hyperbole. in. Hyperbole. Whatever. Uh, that thing was in. I just, I don't know how that didn't come out. I mean. Just how they didn't go in. And they were so exhausted, too. I don't know if they would have beat the Clippers in the next round, dude. That team was worn out. You're up 3-1, and you nearly bowl that series to go against the Clippers. Ugh. Speaking of which, do you have any moments that were like gave you hope? I, I, you'd have to as Aggie fans. Based yeah, on when the break. Aggies were up by 10 against Auburn. Yeah. So when the Aggies were in field goal range against Wisconsin. Stop. When the Aggies... Yeah. <laughs> the two that come to mind to me, still one of my favorite highlights. It's both both Bulls teams. So the first one, uh, the Bulls played the Heat the first year, um, and they I think they lost 4-1 in the series, but they won game one, and I, Taj Gibson got that alley-oop dunk and just crushed it. Oh, yeah. Head. Oh, my gosh. I was right, and I was like, yes, the Bulls are going to win, and then they didn't win another game. 
And then the other one would be Derrick Rose banking in that three when they had the second iteration with him and Butler, but this time LeBron had gone back to Cleveland. I think that put him up 2-1. And I was like, yes, they're going to beat the Cavs. This is great. And then LeBron hit that jumper to tie it 2-2, and that was all, the series was over. I remember in the second go-around with the Bulls and Jazz in the finals when Jazz won game one in overtime, I thought the Jazz were winning the finals. I, I was almost assured of it. Honestly, I just thought, I mean, Michael Jordan looked exhausted. Pippen's got a horrible back. Dennis Rodman's not sober again. He's wearing wedding dresses. Like, I'm thinking, dude, this is our year, without a doubt. And then only to have Michael Jordan take your heart, rip it out with blood and guts dripping from it and showing it to you with a smile. I hate Michael Jordan. <laughs> Man. I hate Christian Leighton. I love that 30 for 30. That, that's, that's a good, a good 30 for 30. That's a really good one. One of my favorite sports two, – I have two really favorite sports commercials. I, I think – I don't remember if I talked about it on air, but one of my favorite ones, I think it's a health insurance commercial, or it might have been the Heisman thing that they always bring out for college football, but it's it's uh, Eddie George, Bo Jackson, and Doug Flutie, and they're sitting on a couch, and they see something for the Heisman, and they all go, oh, I got one of those, and they do the Heisman pose, and it cuts to Joe Montana, and he goes, eh, I don't have one of those, and he holds up his hand, and he's got four Super Bowl rings on it. But there's another one that Christian Leitner did where they were talking. I can't remember who the other players are, but they're talking about their memories or whatever. And Christian, it cuts to Christian Leitner, and he's made a hammock out of all the uh, the nets he's cut down. And he's like, this one's from this Final Four, and this one's from this championship. <laughs> Dude, you know, by the way, the, the I hate Christian Leitner is a good 30 for 30, but that Fab Five is really, really good. That was good, too. Oh, man, those are fun. All right, we, we've still got to talk some NBA basketball. We haven't talked hardly anything of NBA We're basketball. We're too busy commiserating over heartbreak. We are. We are. Uh, but the no heartbreak here, the Utah Jazz, take care of the Memphis Grizzlies. 126-110 yes. is your final score. 4-1 to one is your series final. Utah wins it. They move on to play either Sunday or Tuesday, depending on what happens with the Clippers and Mavericks. Dallas won yesterday 105-100 to take his 3-2 series lead. They play tomorrow night, uh, and that will be the only game going on tomorrow night, actually. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, look, this this Utah Jazz team came out scorching. They scored 47. They nearly put up a 50-burger yep. in, in the first quarter, AJ. What a dominating performance by the Utah Jazz led by Donovan Mitchell. That's what I said. I mean, you asked me yesterday what my key to the game was, and I that's what I said. I want to take control early, don't give them any hope, and they did exactly that. And I think, I mean, after the first quarter, I think Memphis was just, they were just out of gas. It was just, they were done. They are like, we tried hard. Gentlemen, sweep it is. Uh, again, a great game, well, a phenomenal game, actually, by Donovan Mitchell and by Bogey Gobert. Some of their main guys came through. Uh, Rudy Gobert had 23 points, 15 boards. Uh, Don, Donovan Mitchell had 30 points. He was 5 of 8 from deep. He also had 10 assists. Mike Conley, before his uh, hamstring issue, had 7 points, 2 assists. By the way, the MRI has came back. Mike Conley has a mild hamstring strain, and he is day-to-day -day going into game one. And So if you're a Jazz fan... You want the Clippers to win tomorrow. You want that thing to go seven so you can get as much rest for Conley as possible. Bogey had 17 points, eight boards, four assists. He was 6-14 from the field, 3-6 from deep. Jordan Clarkson was not great. 24 points, 9-20 from the field, 3-12 from deep. Oh, man. 24 points, though, guys. Joe Ingles, no points, 0-5 from the field, 0-4 from deep. How dare you criticize Clarkson when Ingles did that? Six points, 2-6 from the field, 2-7 from the or 2-7 from the field, 2-6 from deep was George Niang. Yeah, your favorite, Steph Niang. Don't. You know better. <laughs> Steph Niang. By the way, the Come Memphis – here's the other part. Memphis Grizzlies did not shoot a free throw until the second half. 
What? Two four two sorry two six zero three said since it was against Memphis it is now known as a douchebag sweep. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's called a gentleman sweep because you're nice enough to give them one game. <laughs> All right. I mean heaven heaven help Jazz fans if they play the Clippers and beat them in five. I don't know what you guys are gonna call that. Jeez, dude. But, okay, by the way, how about Donovan Mitchell with those two threes to end the half, and then one of them, he, like, turns to Dylan Brooks. and Because, and, 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 again, Dylan Brooks wouldn't talk to anybody, or excuse me, would talk to everybody except Donovan Mitchell. So when Donovan Mitchell puts a three in between his eyes, Dylan Brooks is like, oh, man. And Donovan turns around and starts talking, just starts jawing with him. And you, if you could read his lips, you could tell what he, he was saying to him, and it wasn't. He weren't. He wasn't asking him out to dinner after the game. That's for dang sure. I'm pretty sure he was asking about the uh, uh, Cracker Barrel in Memphis if it was any. good. Oh yeah, was it heard, any good? Yeah, dude. He heard on the full court press. It's pretty awesome. Get the French toast, man. Get the French toast. There's just no help in this guy. That's that's how it is. All right, we're, we promised we'd squeeze in some Bucks Nets talk before we called it. I'm excited about this series. This could be probably one. I, I'm ho- because everyone said the Miami Milwaukee series was going to be really good. Ended up not being any good at all. A certain person on this show predicted a heat upset. It couldn't be me. <laughs> couldn't be me. Uh, yeah, uh, Bucks Nets. I like this. Giannis Durant. Uh, you've got some good guards. It's all going to depend, really, how far Sam Merrill can take you. It's true. That's the. That's what it hinges on. How far can Sam Merrill take these Milwaukee Bucks? We're going to get into that and much, much more. We're going to finish off the NBA playoff recap. We'll do pick six tomorrow, uh, as well as our Friday Five Best. It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press on 106.9 The Fan. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We think it's time for a little fun. This year we want to celebrate Father's Day with a special contest just for the dads. Bring in your ugliest tie to Daryl's for the chance to win a DJI Mini 2 drone. Stop in, leave that ugly tie, and you might win. Ties will be accepted from June 1st to June 12th. Voting on the ugliest tie will begin online June 13th to 19th. We'll announce the winner on Father's Day, June 20th. Happy Father's Day and good luck. Daryl's Appliance, West on Airport Road. The Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for their summer junior golf program. These programs include an eight-week long group lesson for beginner and advanced players, plus also a summer youth league that includes nine holes of golf each week, a treat, prizes, a PGA Junior League team, and small group lessons as well. Cost for the eight-week program is $70 per child. Lessons start June 9th and are eight consecutive Wednesdays. Register by calling the Pro Shop at 208-852-2408. All groups will be taught by John Van Vliet, certified PGA professional. This is the herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Aaron has 17 fourth quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Another Full Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at efranzen and AJ Salveson at AJ Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan.
106 on the fan. AJ Knight, Cody Olsen, and Amaje Salison. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you've been doing so. Good show today. Good show today. Better show tomorrow. That is our hope. That is our prayer. That is our thought. Amen. We're just we're on to tomorrow's show. All you can do is take it one show at a time. We don't talk about today. Dude, you guys were never going to be better than Eric's horse voice that Dude, he that gave. that was pretty good. Dude, that was incredible. Really good. That was talent. All talent. I mean, but the truth of the matter is when you start off a show yesterday by saying all listeners are stupid. Okay, I mean, no, I didn't say the word stupid. Go. Cody, you were there. What did he say? I said dumb. Oh, right. I, That's better. Yeah, he's like, I was, you know, I've been in radio and I was once, I was told, no, this is what it is. I was told wow, you that can't all even get listeners it right, but good for you. Are, this, are dumb. He's tried to block it out because it was so... Horrifying. No, but then you guys didn't let me finish. You all just sound lost your mind without me like letting me finish. Well, then you doubled down by blaming everybody for yeah. being too soft, and, like, and then you tripled down by basically <laughs> offending all of nerd and pop culture everywhere. Yeah. What? I didn't offend you guys. Oh no, we. I was done. Cody had a heart attack. I didn't make fun and, of you at all. No, pop nerd and pop culture. You insulted pretty much everything. Cody was Ow. wearing a Star Wars shirt yesterday. I didn't yesterday, make fun of you. And you still attacked. How did it. I make fun of you? No, I don't want to bring it up again. No, I right. want to know how. I want to be better. How did I make fun of you? I want to be better. Yeah, I want to be better. How did I make I fun of you? I believe it started with be a, a man to tell it me. It was a Luca joke because you said he has half a neck, and I said, nearly headless. How can you be near? And that just you were like, oh, I love Star Wars, Pikachu, Potter, and you just yeah. I, 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 I can't. I repressed it. I don't want to. I don't want. Yeah, I'm done. What? The it. title of the podcast yesterday when I posted it was AJ offends everything sacred. Like. <laughs> That yeah, was the name of the much, podcast. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, all right. I just, I mean, Kenobi was a good dude. I love Kenobi. Guy. Yeah. Well, hello there. Hello there. I mean, Edward wasn't a bad dude. Uh, he was great. Uh, here we go. I don't know what you guys are all PO'd about. All right. Uh, full court press. Here, let's wrap it up with the final hour. Uh, tonight's game's Denver, Portland. That's a six. Phoenix, LA is at 8 30. Um, who wins? RJ? Yep, that's what I was about to ask you. Okay, so who has more pressure uh, to win tonight, Denver or Phoenix? Ooh. Um, let's say Phoenix because I mean I didn't expect the Denver Portland series to be less than six anyway. I think I picked Portland in six. Um, Did you put money on it? No, no, I didn't. Um, but I, I just, I, I think if you're, if you're Phoenix, you don't want to give LeBron a game seven. Also, I want to see Nick Wright cry a whole lot. So please beat them. I know it's back in Phoenix, but it's, it is LeBron James. I think he has some kind of crazy record in game sevens. So just put, take care of it now. I'll tune into first things first tomorrow. Watch Nick Wright. Did cry. you ever think that Cody looks like Nick Wright? I do not. Nah. No. Nick Wright has this douchey air about him. And I, I don't... Been using that word a lot today, it seems like. I don't put that off. <laughs> Cody doesn't. Uh, okay, uh, Damian Lillard, again, they're down 3-2 in this series to Denver. Um, what is... I mean, Portland, I think, the obvious key to winning is get more than Damian Lillard to score points. Seriously. Again. That's, that's all you need. I will not be convinced that Portland players did not throw the game because they bet on Denver. That's the only logical explanation. They threw the game. Yeah, that uh, that could be a major, major problem. And then on the other side, again, Chris Paul is not 100% healthy. Uh, Anthony Davis, I don't know if he's a goat or not. I, would I was ima- just going to ask you, did they announce that yet? They have. I have not heard anything yet. I would have to do some... Uh, some I, but I haven't seen anything from Dave uh, McMenamin. 
if he's going to be good to go or not. So e- ESPN said it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be a game-time decision. I would say, yeah. I don't know. You know what you do? You strap him up like the bubble kid on Little Giants and just let him go out there I and take a whack at it. I love that movie. See so, what thing on! So good. That movie, dude, he's, he should have got an Oscar for that performance. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I, again, but... Fight's lead blocker. <laughs> hey, Jelly Rolls. <laughs> you rang? Uh, oh, Move your Jelly Rolls out of the way. So good. <laughs> Crunchy or Puff? Puff. Wuss. <laughs> Such a good... It is, it's a good movie. Dude, that... It's a great movie. I love PB&J's after seeing that movie. Stick the PB and James out of his helmet. <laughs> Your helmet's not a lunchbox, kid. Spike, Spike don't play with. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene is when they're spying on him, and and Butts, Bud starts freaking out. He's like, he's like, they've got linemen oh, in the yeah. backfield, and, and the wide receivers are all over the place, and the quarterback's not even there. They're standing around, Butts. Oh yeah. <laughs> and doesn't like some. Oh yeah. Doesn't like the little cowboy kid call the police. Yeah. And then please guys, come up on him, sneak him, and arrest him. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. We're gonna run the super secret plan. <laughs> Johnny, but but I'm Johnny. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The greatest nickname ever is Hot Hands Heenan. <laughs> the Dad? annexation of Puerto Rico. That's good too. Dad, <laughs> I'm gonna score a touchdown. I'm gonna, I'm score. gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> Man, that might have been Cody watching. That probably was Cody when he was playing football in Little League right there. <laughs> pitch to Johnny. Pitch to Johnny. 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 I'm Johnny. Isn't that when he like runs around in a circle and he gets crushed? No, he's his dad. He yeah. goes, like, now what? Run to Run. him. Dad? <laughs> Did he like run straight for the sideline and then make a beeline for the end zone? Yeah. Who is it that runs into the field goal post? It's that oh, little it's squirrely kid. It's, the, yeah, it's, it's Cody Wilson Jr. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that is such a good movie. I, I need movie. to go back and watch that now. I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, jeez. What's better? That one or Hoosiers? I've never seen Hoosiers before, actually, so I can't <gasps> say. No desire to see that movie. we got 20 seconds, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, big kids thanks run the to, projector. Uh, big thanks to Coach Dale Buchanan for joining the show. Uh, awesome. Congratulations to Ridgeline. Big thanks to Cody for doing all the great work behind the scenes. AJ, thank you for joining us again. We'll see you tomorrow as yep. well. Uh, we'll have a Friday uh, five best, and we'll have our pick six all coming up tomorrow's show on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The, fan. the Lawn Doctor with the 